and welcome to Ramjack and the Fuse Box of Indiscretion. Hey everyone, I'm Alex. Welcome to Ramjack. Um, in the studio today I have with me John and Brad. Whoa, changing it up. Introducing us together? I mean, Yikes. we're not even like together, together yet. Oh, and I, I do have my podcast hat. Sorry, for my podcasting hat. Oh, look oh, at yeah. that. A little jaunty, a little jaunty crown. We have a little king in our midst. <laughs> oh, this is now my I'm podcasting sure. hat. Did you, did you, uh, did you crib this idea from at the trailers where we also have podcast hats? Uh, uh no, <laughs> not 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 the least. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> well, I feel weird now. I don't have a hat at all. But... Oh God, that's so embarrassing, Alex. I'm not wearing a hat either. I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> but you could wear one, Jonathan, because you have it on your other podcast. It's just over in the wings waiting. Or you, or you could buy a hat. I'll make you a hat, Jonathan, if you would like one of these delightful hats. I will sell you one. How much so, do I need to contribute to the podcast in order to um, get a jaunty crown? What would you consider a reasonable amount to be? And I'll tell you if you're right or not. I would pay upwards of $30 for that hat. All right, we can make that happen. <laughs> that was really close to my guess last week. Or my, my market value is like, look, 30 plus, easy. Yeah. For a friend, for a friend, Jonathan, $30. For there a you pal, go. 30 bucks. If you cash. took that to an art fair and you set those hats up, no one would expect you to sell those for anything less than $40. So I feel yeah. like I'm getting a deal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I think the price we set alone was about 35 And I was like, you know what? Jonathan's here on the podcast. Um, he's a friend. He gets a discount. Do the rest <laughs> of you people, do you listening, do you get a discount? Listen, uh, maybe if you buy a carafe, you'll get the discount. <laughs> now, as Every a photo carafe of, comes with a coupon. Has a photo uh, of this hat appeared on the Facebook group? Do people know what the hat looks like? Uh, P, uh, well, if you're, if you're following my, my, my social medias, um, it's all there. Um, guys, we'll be talking about it in a bit, but um, went to Megacon... Um, uh, over the weekend, and I and I wore my 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 Jughead outfit. So this is my Jughead crown. Uh, we discussed it last episode. So, and what is the little red sort of spot? It's just a circle, a little circle. A little... <laughs> yeah. So, oh. Makes me think of a little pepperoni. Yeah. Even though that is not in keeping with Jughead's food aesthetic. <laughs> he keeps a spare pepperoni on his the brim just of his hat, case. just in just case. In case. Just in but, case he's got to get... But he mainly enjoys hamburgers served to him by a man who made a deal with the devil. Correct. Mm, there's something spicy in this hamburger. Yeah, it's hell. It's hellfire. <laughs> I use hellfire. Listen, I made a souls to steal with the devil. Watch. What of it? Jughead, you got to get out of here. But 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 I haven't finished my hamburger. Shut up. It's winter solstice. Get, that, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the devil's coming. <laughs> he likes his favorite booth. Get out, get out. Uh, Alex, Brad, I do have some sad news. Uh, if you'll remember, uh, more than a few episodes back, I broke the very sad news of the cancellation of the show Dice, starring Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, I oh, do that have, was yeah, that that was canceled. Um, and I have some uh, similar news: a beloved comedy has been canceled. And unfortunately, uh, we're just going to have to move forward with this knowledge. Uh, the Revival of Roseanne has been canceled. But no. But but where will we get our white supremacy? I'm sure we'll find it in the air that we breathe. <laughs> if we look in any direction, I'm sure we'll be able to spot ample evidence of it. Uh, were either of you aware of this cancellation? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, 
I think my phone alerted me multiple times through various news outlets. Okay, yeah. I, I was I was hoping that I was really and truly breaking this. Maybe I'm breaking it for the listener uh, of the of the show. She she apparently referred to a former Obama aide as an ape, and she's been pushing Nazi conspiracy theories. And that's when ABC decided that they were pulling the plug. That's when they decided <laughs> that they were flipping enough. the switch. Cool. And, and the response to her tweets was something along the lines of, we don't stand behind this sort of repugnant rhetoric. It's like, well, yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did until like an hour ago, ABC. You, okay. you greenlit a second season of the revival based on the ratings of the premiere of the first season. Yeah. You, you were really more than willing to continue to profit off this woman, but she firebombed herself and you. <laughs> and now you, you went to bed with a nightmare. Now you're fucking waking up to it. Congratulations. Now, in her defense, Jonathan, she said later in a tweet, after she deleted the old tweet, yes. that mm. she did apologize. Yes. And yes. she said, look, guys, I made mm. a bad joke. It happens to all of us. It was a I'm bad sorry. joke. So sorry. It was a bad joke. Well, I can't joke anymore. That's what I'm known for. You know, for. Those, those bad jokes you make when you just say, like, crazy racist shit, and then it's a joke after the fact. Didn't didn't she make allusions? Like, she she didn't outright call her an ape. Didn't she make an allusion to Planet of the Apes? Like, she said something about if you mix something with Planet yeah, of the Apes, you get this yeah. person. Which I I'm think... like, why didn't you apologize to Caesar? <laughs> Dr. Zayas? Uh, Dr. Zayas would like his apology too, Miss Roseanne. Ricardo Montalban is waiting by the phone in <laughs> heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Ricardo Montalban doesn't get his apology. Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> uh, so I just wanted to break that news. Uh, Roseanne will not be gracing our television screens alongside a very sickly John Goodman, who I think should be resting anyway. Oh, he he doesn't look well. Maybe it's because I, they brought his character back from the dead. Yeah, unfortunately, I haven't watched any of the new series for oh. some reason. Um, so I'm not quite aware of, you know, but I guess I guess I won't now. You know, I, guess I won't. There I is a should. character. There is a character in this revival of the show. There is a little black girl who has been adopted into the family by one of Roseanne's children. And oh. I was told over Twitter by someone that I follow that in seven episodes, the only line of dialogue that little girl had was beep beep. Wow. Cool. Because she was the lookout while Roseanne stole groceries? I Or did something at the grocery store? She's so such warm. a... She's such a rep. I mean, she's such a sneak. I mean, that's Roseanne, though. I mean, what won't she do? Uh. <laughs> and the little girl said beep beep. <laughs> As a way to alert Roseanne that the uh, the authorities were, were maybe going to breathe down her neck, but otherwise that character does not talk. <laughs> we added a black girl. What should we have her do? I don't fucking know. Have her have her in the background. What do you want from me? <laughs> have her in a chair somewhere. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I mean, I've heard very weird things, mixed things, but mostly negative about the show. I'm. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I'm glad it's gone. Yeah. I'm glad it's gone. Yeah. Alex, are you going to MegaCon because your hair has gone nuts? <laughs> My hair has gone crazy. Um, I need to get it cut. I'm gonna you get it cut next week. You need my, some cuts uh, to some hairs. My stylist is actually on vacation in Florida, Brad. Uh, <gasps> I think he's. 
I don't know where he's at, but he's a destination wedding. He's going to do the hair for everybody. So here I am stuck with this craziness until he returns. You look like Edward Scissorhands. I mean, I could easily just start. Snip, snip. I mean, yeah. I might, I just might do scissor hands for the next week. See how that goes over in the office. <laughs> how is this going? <laughs> what do you think about this? It's a little creepy. It's a little creepy, Alex. So. Well, huh. boys, I, I know that you have a lot of personal stories that you want to throw at me. I don't even care about the listener. I, I feel like you're just talking to me. It's just a cozy conversation <laughs> we're having. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Brad, do you want to go first? We peeped your hat. Sure. Um, well, I... But, before you, do we want to? Sorry, do we want to run down movies real quick just to get that out of the way? As oh. per, oh sure, oh, yeah, I guess we can totally do that. Um, sorry, sorry, um, guys, just to run down the the movie pass list because we got a lot to get through real quick. Um, but want to keep everyone appraised. I saw Isle of Dogs and uh, also Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, hmm. Fun rides. I, I have seen fun both of those films. Oh, uh, nice. All right. Is, is the internet angry about um, the Han Solo movie? Because I haven't looked. I don't think that it's angry. I think the big story was that it made a lot less money than people thought it would. But that was, I think, somewhat expected because of the Memorial Day weekend. And I think they were experimenting with this one because it wasn't a Christmas release. And I think they wanted yeah. to see if it could work in the summer. But it only made about $100 million. Oh, so I think people I are a little it. surprised by that. But the reviews seem to be generally positive. I thought it was okay. pretty good. I mean, I don't yeah. know if I'll necessarily rush to go watch it again, yeah. but I, it's not like I was sitting there going, I'm having a bad time. I thought to myself, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't know. Cause like I know the last, last Star Wars movie and people on the internet got real mad. So I just, it's hard to tell. It's, well, hard, it's to hard to tell these days. It's hard for anyone I think to get mad about this one because it's doing exactly what they want. The, I mean, yeah. By they, I mean the people who sort of need just like the basic Star Wars in jokes and the signifiers and the hat tips. It's stuffed to the brim with those. So I'm sure yeah, it pleased yeah. all of the old school fans to whatever degree, God forbid. All right, all right. Well, yeah, enjoyable, enjoyable films. Fine. Yeah. Uh, um, did you have to go to a smaller venue for Isle of Dogs? No, no. It was it was still it was still my local Regal. Um, oh wow! This was the last this was the, these were the, it was the last days. Um, it was there. So. Yeah, I love dogs. I like the I really like the animation. Um, and I think I like Fantastic Mr. Fox more in terms of like Wes Anderson stop motion of, of the two that he's made. Um, but you can't. You can't deny the appeal of those uh, pooch pups. I, I mean, I like a pup. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more okay with uh, a stop-start style animation than like a normal, um, like drawn animation or a, a 3D animation. So, mm-hmm. I, so it was, it was, it was easy for me to take in. Um, but still, I, 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 still, there's a couple times I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I like this. I don't know if I like looking at this. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't like looking at it just because just, it's animated. You, yeah, I just I can't I can't do it. I just can't do it in a theater. It's too much. I can't. Is um, it are, is it like a sensory? Is it too much just in terms of like sensory overload? I don't know if it's overload. There's just something. It's just off putting to me. That's and that's it's just a thing. I think it's like like people say they have a thing about 3D that I can't mm. quite understand what the hell they're talking about. That's me in animation. Um, but I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that being an issue for someone. Yeah, it's a thing. But this, I mean, this was it was it was okay. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. It's a fine film. Um, Which 
If you had to choose one to go see again, which would you go see? Obviously, Solo, because the other one gives yeah, you some yeah. sort of yeah, uh, gives me some undiagnosable. Gives me gives <laughs> yeah. me a tumor in my brain. Gives you a tumor in your brain. <laughs> I like think you. I like not like GI Joe. And he answered it. <laughs> GI Joe almost killed me, but um, <laughs> this. I'm this, sorry, this was, Brad. Yeah, I fine. appreciate it. it. Joey will appreciate when he's old enough to listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. If I saw if I seen that movie in a theater, I would be dead now. Um, well, I well I haven't heard your commentary for GI Joe the movie, but I assume the animation in that is from my perspective. I'm just going to predict that I would think it was very bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's it's there's just too much. There's just way too much happening. Well, way like, too much happening. That cartoon is just sort of drowning in like laser effects and like explosions, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and weird, like, um... <laughs> and, like, 8,000 characters, like, on mm-hmm. screen, all of which are wearing <laughs> kooky costumes. So, it get, uh, it gets yeah. intense. But, yeah, but that is, that is the movie update. We're gonna move on from that. Um, because, guys, let's talk about some things. Uh, guys, I was involved in a hit and run, uh, last Thursday. And it was some fucking bullshit. Um, I was at a red light, enjoying my life. Like, oh, boy, I've got a four-day weekend. Uh, I took off Thursday and Friday. I'm going to Megacon. I'm going... I don't have to be at work. I'm so happy, enjoying my life. I'm just going to be sitting at this red light right now. And then a fucking car slammed into me. Yikes. And I was, of course, for, like, a moment, like, startled, confused, because a car just hit me at a fucking red light. And so then I see the car start to go around. I'm like, why... Guys, why the hell are you... Um, dummy, why are you going to the left? You can't pull over to the left. You pull over to the right. <laughs> you still had faith in this situation I, on some level. Well, because I was a little, I, obviously a little shaken up because I just got hit by a car. Um, at a dead stop. Fucking, like, I'm, I, how do you fucking hit somebody at a red light? Like, are you not paying attention at all? How fast so do they you think he was from behind? Yeah. Uh, I was just making sure I understand yeah. the picture. They were behind you. They came up. They didn't stop. They hit you. Yeah. Uh, luckily, not not too hard, but, like, hard enough. Um, there's some damage. Like, there's some... Uh, it's cosmetic damage. Like, my car is okay. Okay, I'm so all they, right. they weren't going, like, incredibly fast. No, not... No, no. Okay. No. Well, but I mean... fast okay. fast enough to, to, you know... Luckily, the airbags didn't go off or anything, so... Oh, yeah. I'm fine. But then these assholes... So they swerve around the left, go around to me, and then weave through traffic to get away. And I see these people in this truck, and they're, like, fucking, like, yelling at each other. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? So I grab my phone, and I'm like, I'm trying to snap some photos to get the fucking license plate. Um, I saw it was an out-of-state um, plate, and I got a couple, and I, like, snatched a ton of photos. Um, like, just hit that burst mode to the max. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, because I've seen the photo, and, like, it's clear. Like, the numbers on that plate are clear. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's zoomed in, uh, cause yeah, um, and and then I'm like, fuck these assholes, I'm following them, um, like I'm gonna go full out Halle Berry right now and <laughs> track these motherfuckers down. <laughs> so I start, following, but like they are doing some antics to get away from me. Like they are cutting, like they cut around through this like parking lot. They're like up on like they're up on the uh, fucking sidewalk, like on on two wheels, like Holy shit. <laughs> like. And they fucking eventually, like, I, I, I lost him at some point. Like, yeah. I've tried to follow for a few minutes. And so then I just fucking parked my car and I call the police. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I this is what the car looks like. I got the license plate. Um, I I can make out, definitely make out the last four um, letters. Like, the first four are a little rough, but I'm, I'm not quite sure. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to send the state trooper right over there. And I was like, okay, uh, well, do, do you want me to give... 
do you want me to do some? What do you want me to do with this license number? Are you gonna take it down? It's like you'll give it to the state trooper when they get there. I'm like, what, don't you need it now to like fucking do something? Yeah. Don't you need this? Don't you need this information? Yeah. I, this is common in Florida, I'm assuming. This happens 20 <sighs> times a day in Orlando, if not more. But that same car h- hits someone every day, I'm assuming. So I'm like in a fucking save-a-lot parking lot. Oh, man. Um, For Just two wait. hours, two hours waiting on the fucking highway patrol. Hey, hey, hey. Like, it's insane. So I was waiting for so fucking long. I'm like losing my mind. Like, what the fuck? So eventually, this guy shows up, and like he, he looks, you know, he, he looks, he looks at the, he looks at the photo, um, and I was like, yeah, because at this point, I've looked up, like, all right, it's a Pennsylvania plate. <laughs> it's either this or this. I'm not quite sure about those first couple letters. I think it's like K K N or something, uh, but the last four are definitely this. It's a Pennsylvania plate. You know, here's the kind of, here's the car, here's the photo. What are we gonna fucking do about this? And he's like, well, the thing is... And I'm like, what are you fucking saying? Oh, this is the thing. The thing is what? The thing is, we're going to fucking destroy these motherfuckers. I'm going to hop in shotgun and we're going to find them. What? What? What's the thing? What's the thing, asshole? Look, here, here's the thing, Miss Barry. Uh, <laughs> you're going to have to wait. These people waited. <laughs> oh, seriously. I, like, I, I fucking should have got out of my car and just like hopped on and like got them. I should have fucking... should have Halle buried it all the way. Um... All the way to that creepy redneck shack with the yeah. scary dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, "Well, the thing is, you know, it's it's an out of it's an out of state plate." And I, and I was like, well, "What the hell does that have to do with anything?" Um, and about this time, this fucking old woman in an SUV rolls up and starts like waves down the fucking highway patrol guy, and she fucking bogarts my fucking highway patrol what? guy. What? <laughs> yeah. No. And I don't know, I, like, and I didn't even hear what she was like because he walked over to her and I was like, "Well, th- clearly, I don't know what the hell's going on." But for like ten minutes, she's fucking talking to this guy, and he's like, "Well, ma'am, the thing is, I don't really think there's anything we can do." I was like, "Oh, this guy just can't do anything." But I love people. <laughs> are just, I guess you just have to find your own highway patrol person. Um, I don't know what her situation was, but like for ten minutes, like she's fucking taking up my time that I've been waiting two hours for. I'd like to think that she had a really asinine story to tell, like something, oh, something that, like, yeah. it, like <laughs> that. Someone took my cart. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it sounded, it sounded like some old lady stuff, like oh, yeah. some like, oh, old yeah. lady complaint. Like I, I couldn't make it out, and I, it would, I thought it would be too weird if I walked over there. Um, <laughs> what are we talking so. about? <laughs> hey, I've been waiting two hours. What are you doing? Hey, Gladys, <laughs> why don't you back up? <laughs> Stop <sighs> cock blocking me. So eventually they finish and she goes on her way and he, and he comes back to me and he's like, the thing is, yeah, it's a, you know, it's out of state plate. And if it's out of state, there's not really anything we can do. And I'm like, what do you that mean? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's, that sounds like bullshit to me. That just and sounds like, like we don't want to do anything and we're not yeah, going to do like, anything. Yeah, and I was like, so wait, so you can go to any, so if you just go to a different state, you can commit any crimes you want. And then he says, well, I mean, you know, if it was like a murder or something. I was like, what? Uh, what? A murder so, or something. Let me bring God, up the list of something. <laughs> heads up. Um, you Hey, Alex, you want to drive down and commit some crimes? Feel free. It was like, Florida doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Do whatever you want down here. As long as you don't kill anybody, you're free to go. Oh, and man. I was like, well, I, we got a fucking license plate. He's like, well, the thing is, you know, there's a lot of people, um, you know, they, they'll steal license plates. Um, and the thing is, they may not have insurance anyway. And if I file a report, that's just going to cause your insurance to go up. So I would say, you know, just don't file a report and just take care of it yourself because you're not going to be able to find these people and you're not going to be able to get anything from them. And even if we, you know, even if it's actually them, like the odds are since they ran, they probably don't have insurance. 
Um, so you're not going to get anything from them, and it's, your rates are just going to go up. I mean... I mean, that's... Logically, that makes sense. I, like, on some level, it's yeah, I can see, like... I I can see where he's coming from, but, like, the, the, the fact that he wasn't really being empathetic to your situation... Yeah. And, like, is it the difference between... My question is, for, like, this guy, it's like, well, what... I mean, what's the line here? Because, like, if this person had... Had, had rammed into you at like 60 miles an hour, destroyed yeah. your vehicle, and put you in like traction, would they still have been like, I mean, they're probably gone. Like, they're gone. I don't really know how we're going to find them. I mean, do like, you, they, would they still I, have been like, do you really want to fill out a report? Like, what's the well, line between and here's, this here's matters my, and this doesn't? Yeah. And also this, like, does my insurance go up if I don't file a claim with the insurance company? What if I just file a police report and I don't, like, contact the insurance company? Yeah, because I mean, as you said, it's, cos- thing, yeah. it's, it's it's cosmetic. You probably wouldn't have done that. Like, have you done that? No. Do what? Like, did you wind up just on your own, like, filing anything with your no, insurance no, company? No, 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 no So, no. like, yeah, at the end of the day, it's more important for you to yeah. just get I think some it's more sort of to- justice. Yeah, I think it's more important that you fucking assholes, like, know that there's a person doing hit and runs, like on the streets like you need to fucking find these assholes because well, if they did that to me like who knows who the fuck these people are or well, what they're on or like what the issue is they should have said that to you on the phone honestly yeah rather okay, than having you wait for two hours for a trooper to tell you that they they knew that he was gonna tell you that so yeah I mean, they probably wanted to avoid your, you know, justified wrath. But, <laughs> like, at the same time, it's like, no, you know what you need to explain to this. Just explain that we live in a crazy, lawless world. <laughs> and certain things just you're, you're going to turn away from. And you just need to be able yeah. to admit that. that right. Two hours. That's such I, and bullshit. I, just the thing is, like, you know... What if that's what if it's a person that's committed a crime and is like fleeing a crime scene and this could connect them? Like who knows what the fuck these people are doing? Don't you want to at least make a note of this fucking license plate just to, so you have this information? Oh man. The problem, Brad, is it's across state lines. And at that we shrug our shoulders I... and then we move on. Wait, were they black? Were they carrying large amounts of cocaine? Well Well I then was, I can't do anything. I was thinking were they covered about, in blood? Was it I was thinking about the angle of like, you know, <sighs> Because I think in this most recent episode that was published, you referenced, like, just, like, the concept of, like, the white privilege, you know, card and stuff like that. And I just, I've been seeing more and more people, like, on Twitter saying things like, never call the police. Like, <laughs> like never what? call the police. Especially for, like, you know, if... Well, guys, if it helps the, at all, the people that hit me were white and the cop was black, so... Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Yes. There you go. We've got a nice, diverse cast of characters okay, in this yes. story. Just so you know, it was her to had a white trash that hit me. Um, black cop, black old lady. So I mean, I assumed it was had a her to that hit you. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I love the white privilege of the old woman. Was she white? The woman that came no, up to your no? Oh, she wasn't black, okay, black lady. No, awesome all you guys and your assumptions. <laughs> We've got a diverse cast of characters. I apologize. That's awesome. My my also, thought. Yeah, it's awesome. Black people exist. Agree. Well, no, no, it's. <laughs> Alex, calm down. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no one's putting your feet to the fire. Oh, my, my feet. <laughs> Please take them away from the fire. Um, my, 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 my thought on like, like the white privilege stuff is like is really very separate from the story at hand. But uh, it just made me think of how like I have seen a lot of people say on Twitter and you know other forms of social media where it's like, it, like I think people of color just generally uh, there's this idea of. 
uh, if you think maybe you could handle this without calling the police, maybe just don't call the police because you yeah. never know what cop you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You could get hit like there could be like a hit and run. You call for a state trooper. They show up two hours later and that guy winds up being like you wound up getting like this psychotic trooper who's like just oh, yeah. itchy to like get something going. Yeah. Uh, and then you just, you know, wind up dead and your family hasn't. <laughs> like, oh, we 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 said it before, but a lot of stuff happens in this country. A lot of stuff happens in this country. Guys, it's a shitty country. Got shitty, it's shitty weird. country. It's a rough, rough town, rough town, this country. <sighs> Have you ever been it's to America? Boggles. It's a rough town. <laughs> it still boggles my mind that out-of-state's plates pretty much lets you get away with everything yeah. except if for murder had, and maybe been, some traffic. That out-of-state plates line is such bullshit. If it had been oh. in-state, he wouldn't have given a shit anyway. Very and another true. thing, if if the, if there is this weird um, spree of people stealing like tourist license plate to commit crimes... Don't you want to know, like, who has this person's license plate? Wait, now, what is yeah. this conspiracy theory? <laughs> well, no, because he's, he, the cop said, like, he goes, oh, yeah, well, people, you know, people steal plates. Um, so it, the, whoever hit you, that may not even be their plates. Oh, what a crazy thing. Did you mention that earlier? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did? I'm sorry. I must have, like, completely mis- not heard that. That's, that is a crazy theory for him to yeah. throw out. Which, in case you want, don't you need to find the fucking person that stole the plates? There's so much no two crimes. Plates, two crimes. It's two hard. crimes have been committed. No, it's hard. It's just so hard. Out of state. All I heard was out of state plates, and now I'm just zoning out. And we're gonna to talk to this old lady and come back to you and just send you on your way, sir. Were you wearing your crown? Did you tell him that you were a little king? You should have wore your crown. I was not wearing my crown at the <laughs> now, time. Now hear ye, hear ye, sir. And put your little hat on. I actually, I, had, I actually had to. I had to get. I was hoping to, to get home at an hour so I, I could uh, finish my costume. Uh, because, but the next day I was going to MegaCon. And, Which, and to be fair, the hear ye, hear ye hat is not a hat. It's a dusty white wig that Brad puts on when he has to adjudicate okay, cases. True, true. But I'm sorry, Megacon? <laughs> Megacon? Yes. Um, this, is, this is my hat for eating hamburgers. Um, so yeah, uh, went to Megacon um, on Friday. Uh, it was a delightful time. Um, saw, saw a lot of things. Saw a lot of, saw a lot of costumes. Uh, saw a lot of very upsetting costumes. <laughs> Saw a guy dressed as elongated, or not elongated, as a plastic man that was not okay. Was not okay. Yeah, no thanks. Don't like that. Don't like that at all. Um, also saw, saw a group of guys dressed as, uh, they were Street Fighter characters, um, which meant one of them was just kind of wearing a diaper, and it was not fun. Man. So oh. Not fun to see at all. It was very gross. Someone lost a coin toss. <laughs> <laughs> Someone lost a yeah. high-stakes round of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Um, Alex, I meant to send this. I, I did send you a, quite a few photos of, especially oh, yeah. GI Joe um, items. I didn't find any really cheap stuff. I was I was on the lookout because I was going to see if I could find something, but uh, none of those people were looking to to, to sell uh, cheap uh, GI Joes. Um, but I did at the end of the day. I did see somebody uh, dressed in a, in a full uh, a Stexies costume. No. Um, it was. <laughs> Thank you for free. not sending that to me. I would have thrown my whole <laughs> afternoon off. Well, I'm I'm, I'm going to well, I'm going to send it. it to you and Jonathan uh, in a moment here. Um, Alex would have thrown his phone in fright. Ah! <laughs> just thrown it across the room. Eek. What if as, what if little Vera had had my phone? And suddenly she saw a Skeksy. Oh well. She probably <laughs> would have laughed and pointed at it. <laughs> nice. I just I just emailed it to you, to you gents. Um, it, it was it. it was a it was a fun day. Um, 
Uh, I I got some I got some great great items. I picked up some uh, I picked up some art sketch cards and and some magnets. They were quite delightful, including a, a fruit brute, a yummy mummy, and a freakies. Our our former friends of the podcast. Oh, our the favorite freakies. cereals. Oh, the freakies. Uh, I will oh, say yeah. this Skeksy costume is is pretty good. It's pretty clear that the main focus was the head. Yeah. Was there? It doesn't seem like they pulled off the neck, though. I feel like the Skeksy has like that, you know, elongated neck quality. I'm not seeing that, so I give it a, I give it a B. <laughs> maybe they were resting. It makes it look like. I mean, I guess they could put their arm up and do like, but maybe, maybe they had a long day or something. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, you're right. It, without the neck, yeah. craning out, it's. I, it might as well be dead. They might be like celebrating <laughs> over a corpse in this cosplay. I, I can't tell. Dead Skeksis. Um, uh, I, I, so, um, also, I saw, went, actually went to a couple of panels this year. Uh, we went to the X-Files panel because we were like, what are these fools going to say? What? Because it, well, it was, it was, um, it was Mitch Pelegi, um, and Annabeth Gish, and, um, uh, the guy that plays Smoking Man. So it was, uh, Skinner, um, Reyes, and, uh, uh, Cigarette Smoking Man. Um, which was interesting. Um, basically confirmed <laughs> everything that we already felt. They basically said Chris Carter is the worst. Really? Um, yeah. Um, not in so many words, but it was implied. It, it was implied. <laughs> there was um, a wink in the nudge. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that was, uh, that was funny. But, uh, later in the day, I went to the Billy D. Williams panel. What? Cool. Oh, manzies. <laughs> First of all, I'm not sure if he's just old or if he was soups drunk. <laughs> it could be either one. <laughs> But he was very confused. Oh, no. First, first of all, it started about 15 minutes late. And then he came in, and the first thing he says was, Where am I? Oh, brother. And like, so he's like, Orlando. Orlando. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Orlando. Florida. I know that because uh, when I was coming down, I saw the, uh, all the, uh, uh, what do you call them? The, like, the, the little pockets of water. Lakes. Mm. Lakes. Mm. <laughs> Uh, do they have sharks in those? <laughs> sharks? Sharks, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, uh... Oh. Alligators, yeah, that's right, alligators. Do they have alligators in those? Oh, my skin's Ooh. crawling. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, aquatic predator. I mean, it's a, an alligator, shark, I mean, Yikes. both have sharp teeth. Yikes! It oh, was, man. it was, it, like, it was super awkward. First of all, he, he has, like, his, his handler guy, um... He's got a guy that apparently has like been like going to like conventions and things with him for like twenty years. So he's got like the same guy, which is awesome. I'm glad he's got nice. I'm glad he's got a guy there to do his warm up and um, interpret questions for him. <laughs> because a lot of it was like somebody asked a question and then he Billy D. Williams looks at the guy's like, "What's that?" And the guy <laughs> has to explain the question. <laughs> wow! Um, but they start off with like some you know it's just some some chit chat small talk and like he goes under this thing. He's like. Yeah, well now, because uh, I'm getting, I'm getting older. I've gotta, I gotta start uh, watching my nutrition. I gotta, gotta be careful of what I eat. Uh, I can't have sodium anymore. No sodium at all. Can't have sodium. And so the guy's like, so what's, what's the, what's the one thing, what's the one food you miss the most? Yeah, there's so many things I can't have now. I can't have sodium anymore. Oh my god. Oh. This is the level of dis- discourse he's been reduced to. This, he's, you know, he's literally your grandfather at the retirement yeah. home. You know, I I, I I I have to only drink normal water now. I can only drink normal water. I can't have coconut water anymore. I can't have it's got whiskey too much sodium anymore. In it. It's got too much sodium in it. Coconut water has too much sodium. Okay. Billy. Uh, All right, Billy. Uh, 
And then the guy's like, well, you, you didn't answer my question. What's the one food you missed the most? Yeah, there's all kinds of foods I can't have anymore. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, we're just gonna let this one go. Because can't get there. I, like, I felt like as it went on, like, he, he, he seemed more there. So I, I don't know if he was drunk or not, or just old. I'm not sure. Why Why um, does it have to be either or? <laughs> I, yeah, it could be a little bit of column A, a little bit of column Delicious B. Delicious cocktail. Um, he was great, though. He was he was very charming, very entertaining. It doesn't um, sound like it. <laughs> like, after this, after he got after he got warmed up, he was great. Uh, but, man, that that first ten minutes was awkward oh. as hell. We had, to, we had to put some grease on the wheels for it to really get going. Uh, but the thing is, like, and the reason these panels hurt me, like... When these people ask their questions, it is, oh god, that that makes my skin crawl because it is so awkward sometimes and like, god, and it's, uh, excuse me, Mr. Uh, Williams, big fan, a really big fan. Uh, I, I've been a fan of yours since I was three years old. <laughs> like, one, there was one person that asked the shittiest question ever that people ask and is the worst. It's like, so, what's the one question no one's ever asked you that you wish someone would ask you? Oh, what? No. Oh, no. And then he looks at and then Billy was like, what's that? <laughs> He's like, and then the guy's like, I think he wants you to ask yourself a question. Uh, I oh. think he wants you to ask yourself a question. <laughs> like, just fuck, if you have a real question or don't, you don't have to have a... You, if you if you just want to talk to him for a second, just go up and say, "Hey, I'm a huge fan. I don't really have a question. I just want to say I I enjoy your work, and it's great to yeah. say hello to you." Like, at least just do that. If that's what, because that's what you want to do at that point, right? Keep that's the line moving. Keep the line I moving. Yes. Yeah, uh, but don't because like I like they're just people. <laughs> like I I know you've seen them on movies before, but well, oh, movies. Like, I mean, for crying out loud, Billy Dee Williams has basically made one movie in his entire life. <laughs> Like, we all know him from the one movie, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> We mean, know him from Batman, too, I guess, but... <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun. And man, the question, God, there was just... And there was another question, was like, a person asked, So, um, in Star Wars, um, when you, when you said, when you said Han instead of Han, um, was, was, was it in the script for you to say that like that? And... He's like, well, have you have you seen uh, have you seen Solo yet? And they're like, yeah, I saw it last night. Well, that answers your question. Oh no no no! I was questioning if it was originally in the in the original script. <sighs> you want to know if the mispronunciation was in the original script? You know you've read the original script, you fuck nerd. You know you've read it. <laughs> First of all, who gives a fuck? Who gives a shit? Honest, honestly, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't even. I, who who knows or cares whether he said Han or Han? I, I certainly didn't remember it. I know it's a running gag in Solo, but I was like, I, it's not like I was sitting there going, ah, I see what connection they're making here. Yeah. If I hadn't been to this panel, I would, don't think I would have even noticed that in Solo. Because it's not a thing anyone could possibly give a fuck about. Well, then maybe I'm doing you a favor. Maybe I'm doing oh, everyone here a favor. You're not. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> and just, like, questions like, if, if, if you got a chance to do... If you've got a, all these questions about, like, if you had gotten to do this part, oh, what would you want to do? That's like, depressing. Like, that's... Don't ask an 81-year-old man if questions. Yeah. <laughs> and I love, he was he was always pretty cool about it. He was always like, well, I would probably do whatever the director wanted. <laughs> like, because <laughs> that's the answer. Asking an 81-year-old man, you might as well be like, excuse me, dying man, do you have any regrets? <laughs> but, <laughs> Is there anything you I mean, wish like... you could have done with your life? <laughs> Like, they did that next file too. It's like, if you could... What kind of part would you... If you could play any kind of part, what would you... It's like, fuck off. Well, are these... Like, que- 
The whole concept of going to a panel, especially oh, at like a convention like this, it gives so me awkward. anxiety. Like oh, I can't yeah. even. I like I. There's times where I just have to like look away and like just like like <laughs> look at my phone for a second and just like I'm not here. I'm not seeing this. This is killing me. It is. It's fascinating, but it is the most awkward thing on earth. Uh, what's the name of the guy from Bill and Ted who's not Keanu Reeves? Is it like Alex Winter or? Yeah. Alex Winter. I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but one of the craziest questions I've ever fucking heard someone ask anyone ever was when I went to a screening of Death Wish 3, which Alex Winter, that was one of his first roles. He played like a little wiry gangster or like a gang member. And this fucking nutso Crispin Glover motherfucker sitting in like the fourth row raised his hand during the Q&A and was like, uh, you know, uh, a primary location in the film is New York City. And uh, did you or anyone else relating to the film uh, uh, ask or, or, or try to move to remove the trade towers after 9-11 from the film using digital effects? And Alex Winter went, Alex Winter was silent for about three seconds and then he went, no. Next question. <laughs> nice. Nice. I was sitting really close to that guy, too, and I was like, mm, I don't like sitting this close to you. I need to be as far away from you as possible. Oh, yeah. It's, I just, why ask a question like that? Because, like, like, because you're a fucking nutjob. <laughs> yeah, yes, I guess. He was an actor in the film. He was a glorified extra in the film. 30 years later, what the hell is he going to do? Excuse me, I think we should remove the trait. Oh, of course, Alex, of course. Wait, it's so bizarre. So bizarre. Uh, I, I've gone to C2E2 in Chicago a couple of times, but I've never been to any of the panels. I know that they've had, you know, off and on, they've had fairly high-profile figures from, like, TV shows and movies and stuff. But I don't think... I've never thought to myself I would love to see them, and I've never thought to myself I would like to ask them a question. And that is why I do not go. <laughs> yeah, I, I went... Um, well, mainly because, like, me and Tammy thought we were there. We might as well go to the X-Files one since we since we <laughs> fucking watched it all. Sure. We might as well... And these are, at least two out of three, are two of our uh, the people we enjoy most on X-Files. So, hey, might as well do it. And then, like, Billy Williams was kind of the end of the day, and I'd walked around all day. I was like, yeah, it seems like something to do. Um, now, if I had gone to the Saturday, um, Wallace Shawn and Jeff Goldblum were there, but their fucking panels were at the same time, which I'm like, don't make me choose between Wallace Shawn and Jeff Goldblum. I would probably choose Wallace Shawn, but whatever. Well, I think you'd probably be in the minority. I think most people would want to see Jeff well, Goldblum. So yeah, Dan, Dan and Josie went Saturday, and they tried to get to Jeff Goldblum, but yeah, you had to be in line like at 9 o'clock to get into the 11 o'clock Jeff Goldblum. Wow. So I probably would have so been weird. fine to get into Wallace Shawn. Oh, I, yeah, I'm sure you would have been. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I don't think that. I, I think love it Wallace been Shawn. I but, think I would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, like, <laughs> I, I'm sure, like, is because Jeff Goldblum, what you'd like to see, because he's weird and kooky and Jeff Goldblum. Sure. But I think Wallace Shawn actually would be interesting. Yeah, and I think he would be, like, really, hopefully, like, very, like, warm and just very cheerful. I like to think he'd be a very yeah. cheerful guy. Uh, I, now I'm thinking of the fact that he's on Gossip Girl for a fair run, and his character has a catchphrase. Uh, he, he'll Whoa. hug characters, and then he'll go, not enough, and he'll go in for a second hug. <laughs> that was his big, like, character <laughs> catchphrase. Not enough. Nice. Nice. Woody. <laughs> He's a treasure. Uh, oh. Alex, uh, or uh, Brad, unless you have anything else to add from Megacon. No, those, those, those are my event. Those are my experiences. It was, it was fun times. It was fun times. Do you think it made up for the hit and run overall? Overall? 
Um, no, no, I no, <laughs> no, no. Um, no. That was uh, that was about uh, two and a half hours of my life, uh, and uh, damage yeah. to my car, which was previously quite beautiful, and now has uh, a big, gross set of dents in the back. I retract the question. Con- <laughs> could you contact Pennsylvania in any facet? In Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Did you just Pennsylvania, six five thousand. That's the state that you're. Uh, these plates were from correct oh yeah yes, alex yeah. that's not what yeah. we're talking about yes we, I, we it's just, there's something either. about it's like i wonder if there's a way like would no. pennsylvania care more <laughs> thanks these plates have been stolen we i can tell what's up thank you so much for this information i i did have a friend like reach out and say hey um i've got some connections um send me oh. send me those photos and if you have a police report send it to me and i'll see if i can find something out and I sent it to her, so we'll see. Maf- um, mafia connections? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> I have connections. Don't don't know what she's up to, but I, I know she I know she had some. Um, she she dealt with some burglars in the past that stole some stuff, and she fucking tracked them through the court system, and like she learned to fucking uh, fucking go Liam Neeson on them. So I, Whoa. you know, through legal means. Um, so I, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe she's got some connects. Uh, we'll see. I don't think anything will come of it. Um, I think I'm fucked and I'm just going to have an ugly car for the rest of my life. So now Brad, we would, we would look into this, but it says here that at one point you impersonated a woman in order to try and steal a book. (laughs) So are you sure you want to file this report, sir? Yes. Yes. I, yes, absolutely. Um, Also, I'm quite proud of my work impersonating a woman (laughs) to try to get a book. I would have been a little bit prouder if I got that damn book. Oh, it's me, a lady. <laughs> yes, I do have breasts. <laughs> uh, Alex, what's been going on with you? Um, so this last weekend was Memorial Day weekend, and we we had a lot of fun. We went to Taste of Cincinnati, which was okay, but um, <laughs> because it was so hot and the food selection was very lackluster. We ended up going to the CAC, which is uh, the Contemporary Art Center in Cincinnati, and we just went around the art museum for an hour, and that was awesome. Um, oh, that's a bummer that like a whole food festival would just wind up being a complete dud. I mean, the Cincinnati, uh, the Taste of Cincinnati Festival is always hit or miss for me. It really depends on whether you're in the appetite for eating copious amounts of food and whether it's incredibly hot and both of the things were against us when we went but again the art museum was awesome loved it veer loved it they have a whole floor where it's just like for kids we didn't have joey at that time uh, but we also joined the ymca and i'm pretty sure i'm gonna have a lot of monsters for next year's bracket that's all i'm gonna say yeah i like it's to not- i like to think walking around the locker room of any given ymca would turn up more than a few monsters <laughs> we went to the pool Mm-hmm. Vera was very skeptical of the pool. Vera <laughs> likes water, but she was not like we were holding her, like going through the water, and she was like, "Nah, she wasn't feeling it." So I, I took her over to the playground to play while uh, Joey, um, really like a fish in water. He's taking swimming lessons like a lot, so he's really, really good. <laughs> Joey's in that uh, YMCA he pool. He's inhaling band aids by the pound, <laughs> <laughs> just underwater, trying to get them all. Uh, <laughs> he's a little, he's like, a little fish. Chomp, chomp, chomp. There was a waterfall that came down. There's like a giant, like a mushroom-shaped waterfall that just comes down and cascades. And they have one, and Joey says, Hey, Alex, we have this little toy boat. Let's go see if it can survive the waterfall. So we go over, <laughs> and he pushes it through, and of course it sinks. 
And I look at him, he's like, he looks at me and says, Alex, you gotta go in and save the boat! And I say, Joey, aren't you gonna go? He's like, I'm not gonna go in there! Like, he was like, I, I'm, you were the adult, go in there, the waterfall's scary! He wants to see so if I, you can survive. <laughs> yeah, so like, that that's the ploy I was saving. I go through, I survive. Um, it's like a wind tunnel inside because the way it's shaped, it's like a vortex. It actually yeah. feels really awesome in there when it's you, really you, hot outside. You survived and Joey thought, damn it. <laughs> he was like, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> All right. What is it going to yeah, take for Alex to realize I'm a problem child from the movie Problem Child? <laughs> so that that was fun. But again, pretty sure I'm going to have a lot of monsters next year. The why will be, it'll be an nice. interesting time. But w- we also went to the Miami uh, Whitewater Park here in Ohio. It was kind of off the beaten. It's way on the west side of Cincinnati. Like um, It's called the Miami. Why is it why is it called Miami? Uh, it's on the Miami River and they oh, dam oh. part of it to make like a little lake. Fair. And that's why it's called the little Miami like the, the Miami River Park or whatever. Um, you can rent all kinds of things there, canoes, giant swan boats, you can go fishing, you can rent a, an assortment of bicycles. We went there to the park, it was fun. They have like a little kids uh, play area where there's a giant uh, pirate ship that's like cracked in half and is used as like the main prop. It's huge and it looks like a giant pirate ship. Like a lot of money went to this thing. It's amazing. But we decided we're gonna get on a bike and go on a bike trail. So Joey wants to rent a bike. He says, oh, "I want to rent a, like a big kid two, like a two wheeler, like just you know a normal bike." And we asked Joey before we rent it, Joey, can you ride without training wheels? Like you haven't been riding without training wheels at our house. And he looks at us and puts his head in. He's like, "No." <laughs> So if we had ridden it the bike, there's no way he would have been pulling it. There's no way he could have ridden it. So we're like, all right, well, let's buy, let's get the four-person bike. Me and your mother will pedal. Me and Emily will pedal. And you and Vera sit in the front. And it takes a little while to convince Joey that this is okay. But he he, he gets he gets on board. Um, as we go in, because uh, this is all by the water. Uh, before we go in, I look over in the water and I notice, oh, there's a snake there. There's a snake trying to get up. <laughs> Onto the land where we're at. Like, There's oh, a snake, snake trying to get up on the land where we're at and bite my baby. <laughs> bite my little baby. I go <laughs> over and look, and I'm like, oh, no, Copperhead, which was the words that came out of my mouth. Oh, God. In no, public, not nice. It, <laughs> Bad. Say, oh, no, Copper. Oh, no, Copperhead. And they're like, what? And I say, oh, that's a Copperhead. Um, and I go immediately. I'm like, the way that it's marked on its back, the way its head is shaped, I know that's a Copperhead. And... It's just, it's it's a young one. It's not really old. It might be two or three years old. And it's just going around the edge of the perimeter trying to get up. But there's no way it can get up. It's, it's designed, it's like two feet of concrete up from the water. So unless it starts, unless it really gets some leverage, which is not going to happen here. Like, it's designed not to let snakes get up. But Stupid I immediately recognized this as a garbage. And I was like, poisonous snake. Let's stay away from the snake. We get in the bike. We go on the trail. And... Vera and Joey obviously cannot pedal, and that's totally fine. They're on the front, so me and Emily are pedaling. But it's fixed gear, and we realize pretty quickly that, oh, fuck, going up hills is going to be a chore, and that's fine. I'm like, we're, we're on board. We knew this was going to happen. It's not all flat. So we're pedaling up. We're getting like, like, yeah, okay, this is fun. You know, we're going. Vera is loving it. Joey's, like, excited for her. They're pointing at things. She's waving at people as we go by. She's looking at things going, wow, like there's trees and flowers. They're loving this. We start going down a long hill. And I'm thinking, wherever it goes down, we're going to have to go up on a hill. I, I know we're going to have to go up. We're passing signs that say inner loop, outer loop. And thankfully, we're staying on inner loop. But the way that the track is laid out, gorgeous, like awesome. But it's confusing because outer loop always goes toward the lake. 
where the inner loop doesn't even really go around the lake. It like does like a weird figure eight. It's strange, but we stay with the signs. We avoid a three to four mile uh, bike ride and we just stay on our like mile and a half bike ride. We're pedaling, everything's going great. We see the hill that we have to pedal up. We start pedaling up the hill. The kids are like excited, um, but we start slowing down. And I promise you almost on cue, Vera goes, uh-oh, because <laughs> she's learned to say uh-oh. And we basically stall on the, like going up this hill. And we're like, what the heck do we, like, we can't. I get out. I start pushing the hill because it's, it's slanted enough to where I can still get traction, obviously. So I'm you like, started, I'm pushing you behind. St- you started pushing the hill? I had to help push the bike up the hill, a four-person oh. bike. This is this is when Alex found out that it wasn't a hill at all. It was actually just a lot of copperheads that disguised themselves. And it's, that's when the facade dropped, the curtain fell, and it's all the copperheads. Hold on, hold on. Uh, let me get off the bike real quick. Let me just try and push this hill so it will conform to our needs. Wait a minute. Why are my hands sinking into the hill? Ah! <laughs> We're super weird. No, so I, I'm pushing the bike up the hill, and Emily's pedaling. So she's pedaling, I'm pushing, and we get up. But um, the whole time, Vera's just like, uh-oh, uh-oh, over and over again, because we're not going. What a sassy Joey, little baby. Uh-oh. Joey makes a few right wisecracks. <laughs> People walk by and are just laughing. Hey, dum-dums. Yeah, they're like, oh, you know, it's not as easy as it looks. And we're like, oh, fuck <laughs> off. Yeah, you're just like, I mean, like you want to say that, but you're like, ah, that's tight. So we get to the top of the hill and we're fine. We start coasting again and it's good. But it was really touch and go there, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> didn't expect the trail. Didn't expect it to take that much out of me. You know, but just we're like popping sugar tablets. I'm like, oh god, please don't have blood sugar low. Can we get Joey's wise wise cracks? His wiseacre commentary. What what was he saying to you? I I have to get the. I, I'll have to look it up. I I just remember him doing like, again. I was exhausted at this point, pushing things up. I just remember him making wisecracks and being like Joey. I think Emily <laughs> Joey. was the one like chastising him. But I do remember constantly Veer's uh-oh. Where <laughs> like we slowed down. You got to the top of the hill, you were taking in the beautiful view, and you were holding little Vera, and she slapped your fucking face. <laughs> and she <laughs> said, get next back time, pedal, Dad. Yeah, she was like, next time, why don't you fucking put a little pep in that step? I, I just want to take step back a couple of seconds to what Alex said he would have to look it up, which implies that, yeah. to me that Alex has a very detailed uh-huh. diary somewhere. I noted it too. I just I didn't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joey's I've recorded, <laughs> I recorded a lot of it on video until we really got to the hill. So I guess yes. I don't have it on now that I really think about it. I was hoping that I maybe just, I would have gotten something, like maybe he carried something on, but probably not. Joey says the darndest things. A book by Alexander Green. I'm gonna be rich. <laughs> I will say, as relate to that, and I, I can't say this. I can't actually grab any of this on air, but or I guess on the podcast. Um, but I, I, I've been responsible for taking notes during user testing and work. And of course, I get all the notes that we need about the cut people we bring in for user testing. But I make notes on everything else, everything these people say. And I've always done that, even in college. Like, I would write down what was needed, but then I'd write in the margin notes, like, things happening around me in class, little things the teacher said. that's like, well, I'm going to follow up on that. And I'd still do that now. And when I look back at it, I'm like, wow, this is really detailed. But do I need all this information? (laughs) It makes it more fun when I quote someone saying something. One of the cool, and I can say this because I guess as long as I don't mention names, it's fine. One woman, well, okay, so one woman, she came in and was talking about how she makes her shopping lists. What she does is she talks to Alexa. She's like, Alexa, add this to the list. But then she transcribes the list 
from Alexa by hand to paper, and then she'll go on a computer and then make a computer list. Oh. And then make, and then either she makes the list in a cart or on a digital list to then add to a digital cart later. And during it, I'm thinking, can't you just do this with Alexa? Like, can't you have Alexa just email you the list? Or just pick one. You know what your list is. You told Alexa, write it down. What are you doing? You're out of your mind. (laughs) Well, we found out, because I questioned her on it, that the reason she has to do that is because her kids add stuff to Alexa all the time without telling her. And if she doesn't do, obviously, she would rather just (laughs) cut it, like, filter it out on her own. And then go back because she's basically making her list twice. She makes a list with Alexa, and then she has to go back and filter out everything her kids add, which is just random stuff. She said one time they said her daughter asked for a new baby, a new brother. Like Alexa, can you get a new brother at the store and like add it to the list? And Alexa did, like a new brother. <laughs> just random stuff. Like Alexa, basically infighting with the family. Alexa's become a passive aggressive tool. <laughs> how embarrassing if she'd gone to the store and adopted a baby uh, when she really just <laughs> needed know. to pick up milk and eggs. You ordered it. <laughs> you ordered it. Here, here, what do you have to say, little girl? Beep beep. <laughs> take this, <laughs> take this baby. You ordered it. Oh goodness, Alex! I think we're basically working in kind of the same realm because I my the job that I currently have my that I've been at for like maybe a month is very much based on like mystery shoppers and market research and stuff like that. Um, and I I had to recently transcribe a conference call with mystery shoppers for FedEx, and that didn't really reveal anything like truly kooky or crazy. Uh, but uh, at one point they were asked to I, I don't even know if I should be talking about this, but. <laughs> They were asked to describe their mystery shopping experience in one word, and this very talkative gentleman chose the word trepidatious, which is not a word. <laughs> I mean, trepidation, sure. Trepidatious? I looked it up. Not, nah, nope. <laughs> but I like the fact that he wanted to be a little bit, he wanted to put a spin on the game. He wanted to make tried, the game a little more fun. Tried. Try a little bit too hard. <laughs> um... You know, speaking of uh, work and office culture, we all, all three of us work in various, you know, varying types of office environments, office cultures, um, and you know, it's important to be well trained in how to operate in an office culture. Don't you? Don't you agree, Brad and Alex? Sure. I. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Given the monsters we had this year, I think people should be, I guess, prepared or trained in an office environment. Well, I have some tips and questions and scenarios that maybe will, you know, maybe th- this will help you refine your skills in the office. Um, in later scenarios, I'm, I'm j- just to set this up, Alex and Brad, you're going to be acting as sort of co-managers of an of, of an office. So just sort of imagine hey. you're you're the co-managers right. of an office that takes up the entire floor of a building. So you you inhabit the entire floor. Which floor? The tenth floor, we'll say. Oh, the, the whoa! Tenth floor. tenth floor. And what's what's the name of your office? Your your company? Hmm. Just in my mind, it'd be helpful for me. Do we want to take your hat game, Brad, and take it to the next level? Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'm down with that. What does <laughs> what does that mean, Alex? Can oh, we call we it? We have a hat can, company. Can we call it Jug Hat Inc.? <laughs> oh, Jug Hat Inc. Jug Jug Hat Jug Hat. Uh, yeah, sure. So, uh, uh, Jug Hat. <laughs> I'm just going to call hat, it. Jug Hat, Jug Hat, Jug Hat, Jug Inc. Co. Yeah, that's it. I didn't realize it would be such a tongue twister. <laughs> oh. Mm. Jug Hat, Inc. Um, so, it, j- here's, a, here's a tip. Before we get into the questions and scenarios, I'm just going to give you a tip. Um, I was watching an office training video, a real office training video, and it introduced me to the concept of the Sullivan Nod. 
Have you ever heard of the Sullivan Nod? No. Well, uh, Alex, let's let's say that you were uh, presenting a series of options to Brad. You were having a co-manager meeting about how to best run Jug Hat Inc. And mm -hmm. you were presenting a list of options to Brad, and you really want him to pick one option. But you don't want to really, you don't want to, you know, show your cards. So you might want to think about employing the Sullivan Nod. And, you know, when you're going through the list of options uh, in front of Brad, why don't you just subtly nod on the option you want him to pick? Huh. Interesting. So, like, all right, Alex, uh, we got three hats here. Uh, we we got we got the the standard Jughead hat here. Yes, love and it. And then here it. here we've got the one with uh, extra pointy points. Ooh. Um, and I then like we've the got and then we've got the the magenta one with a uh, rounded points. Huh. So we've got the regular regular Jughead <laughs> hat. Uh, uh, we got the extra pointy points, and then we've got uh, the uh, the magenta rounded points. Right, is there anyone you're leaning toward, Brad? You're presenting these to me. Yeah, I did. I don't know which one to pick. That, I was watching you, Brad, and I didn't notice you employed the Sullivan nod. I did not see a Sullivan nod. I thought I, I thought I was presenting them to Alex, and he was going to he was going to nod. Oh no no well, no! I mean, I was, it could I, work I, in any way, but oh, of course it's it could work. To be, yeah, sixty percent of the time this works. By the way, sixty percent of the time, according to the yeah, training video like that really I actually odds. watched. <laughs> 60% of the time, if you subtly nod on the choice you want the other person to pick, they will pick it 60% of the time. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Should we pick cats, dogs, or birds? I think I want to pick birds. Yes! Yes, that's exactly, that's what I was thinking. 60% of the time. So Brad failed Sullivan Nod, so Brad, I'll take that in our company. It's all right. I, I will <laughs> present things to the work to the working force, and I will be the one that incorporates the subtle Sullivan. It's what they'll start calling me. The subtle or Sullivan. The, the technique, the, the technique of the subtle Sullivan. Don't, don't look at Alex when he's talking to you. Just turn away from him, because he's going to try and do that Sullivan Nod thing. And if it, I get that subtle Nod in, it's over. I get what I want 60% of the time. <laughs> I get exactly what I want 60% of the time. 60% of the time. Uh, well, so now that we've now that we've got like a little skill in our back pocket, I'm going to present a situation to you for, you know, for HR purposes, you're going to, someone's brought this situation to your attention and you're going to have to deal with this from like an HR perspective. Um, so this is a real situation from a, tr a training video I watched. Um, so imagine two of your coworkers, two women, are in the office rec room and they're playing foosball and they're really having fun playing foosball and they, no one's ever had fun playing foosball they're having a lot it. of fun <laughs> playing foosball brad and one of them says uh you know i'm really gonna you know i'm gonna really miss this and the other woman goes what do you mean are you leaving the company and the first woman says oh no i'm not leaving they're taking the foosball out what? The foosball? What do you mean? Yeah, they're converting the rec room into a prayer room for you-know-who. Are you kidding me? Cut to a Muslim woman on a rug in this room praying. She's bowing and she's praying. And you overhear the rest of the dialogue between these two women, which goes as such. Remember the last person who complained about office culture? <laughs> oh yeah, Martin. Oh yeah, we got rid of him. <laughs> So how what? would you? So this 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 conversation was overheard by someone at Jug Hat Inc., and I just want to see how you two would consider handling this insane situation that has never happened. 
Okay. First things yeah. first, though, Brad. Who approved the foosball table? Because it wasn't me. <laughs> first of all, uh, first of all, we need to have. First of all, we need to have, we need to have uh, a meeting of all the staff, guys. Just so you know, um, obviously, we're not getting rid of the foosball, foosball table to put no. in a prayer room. We would never put in a prayer room. Um, but also, I don't know who the fuck brought a foosball table into this fucking company. But fuck you, foosball tables are lame. We're getting rid of it because it's stupid. What? Fuck that shit. What if you want to work in a place with a foosball table, get your ass out the door. Chuck Hat Inc. Here. will not stand for it. If you had a rec room, what game would you put in the rec room? Why are we putting games? It's work. Why do we it's have a rec games room. In a it's work a rec environment. room. <laughs> Who approved um, the rec room? I didn't know Brad. Yeah, we don't What are these people room. doing? This is, listen, hey, if your company's trying to trick you into thinking you're having fun at work, um, they're just fucking taking advantage of you. Like, stop it. How about we just pay people properly? No, no, Instead of, like, having spending money on a rec room, let's <laughs> fucking play, pay our employees, as opposed to tricking them into giving them fake benefits. What oh, about... it's fun to come to work. Is it fun to come to work? <laughs> no, it's not. What about... It's fun to get paid. Hey, hey, hey. What about ping pong? What about air hockey? <laughs> How about paychecks? Subtle Sullivan nod. Air hockey. Oh, air hockey... Wait a minute, Jonathan. Go on. <laughs> Wait, you think that we could we could use a, a yes. air hockey table? Sixty percent of the time, yes. <laughs> At the Brad, company. Why and my can't current... a novelty haberdashery have an air hockey table? And it's and it, not its rec room and not its prayer room because prayer rooms are not allowed here. What about in the cafe, cafeteria adjacent? Ugh, no. How about on the how about on the porch overlooking the city? From this, the tenth floor. Why, why are we doing this as a company? <laughs> Brad, you seem Brad, so sad as the co-manager of Chuck Hat Inc. I, I just, this is, this is Brad's not, questioning listen, things. this is, this is how you take advantage of employees. This is that <laughs> fucking Google model. Anybody. This is that fucking Google model. Like, oh yeah, just stay at work all the time. It's cool. It's fun to stay at work all the time. Yeah, you just have such a good time here. You won't want to leave. You just want to stay here and keep working. You just want to stay here and keep working because you can take a little break and have fun here and then we can milk more productivity out of you without paying you more. It's fun. It's a fun. Fuck capitalism. That was the job I had at the stock firm that only worked for itself and only made money for itself. It was my job to buy all the boys vodka and all the fun little snacks and shit that they wanted because they never were meant to leave. Stay here. I mean, yeah. it is it is a trap game. So yes, that's Jonathan. I'm sorry, but that's no to their hockey team. Also, also another thing we're um, we're coming to with this meeting, guys. Just so you know, um, we're guys. This corporation is no longer a regular corporation. We're forming a workers' co-op. Uh, that's the plan. Nice. We're all gonna share in this together and enjoy the profits equally. Well, and we'll all make yeah. decisions as a group. So that means me and Alex are no longer co-managers. We're all equal. Excuse me, sir. Yes. Mr. Yes, fellow employee, Mr. Couples. If it's not, yes. if the room's not a rec room and the room's not a prayer room, what is the room? It's apparently just a room, but we can all decide together because now it's a worker co-op. So we'll all make decisions together. I so there's no longer a chain of command. I want a prayer room. That. <laughs> Brad, I'm pretty sure we're going to get outvoted by this prayer room. Most people are religious. <laughs> well, then we'll I leave, Alex. We'll leave room. and we'll start it. We'll we'll start a new worker co-op somewhere else. It's called Joghead Inc. <laughs> Everything was great. <laughs> Brad disbanded, essentially disbanded the company by making everyone equal. No I think disbanding shots. worker co-ops, people. It's the way to go. Well, um, not for not for this, not for yes. not for our hat business. For all for all things, for all company. Listen, uh, it's a great idea. More companies should be uh, worker co-ops. Um, I'm just saying. Um, and if they decide to put in a fucking prayer room, then we'll just leave. 
Okay, so... Because I don't want to be here. So prayer rooms aren't part of the office culture at Chug Hat Inc., and rec rooms aren't part of the office culture. Let me ask you a few more questions, just to sort of test you on your ability to maybe uh, feel, you know, really judge what's appropriate in the office office space. Um, Do you think it would be appropriate to... These are real real questions. Would it be appropriate to tell a dirty joke at the office? No. No, not at all. Okay, good. That's the correct answer. Uh, would it be appropriate to display a politically charged cartoon at your desk? Ugh. Like a, like you no. know, like a Dilbert or a Doonesbury or a picture of you know Obama's aide as an ape. <laughs> no. Um, I would assume that it's not appropriate. However, mm? it's interesting, Jonathan. You mention all this because I have seen examples of this and many of the other things that you've talked about at my office. Yeah, and we all it's have. always yeah. weird. It's like, all right. Oh, I've like, never actually seen someone like hang up a weird cartoon. Oh. I've seen some very weird borderline racist cartoons uh, um, around one guy's desk in particular. A recently, uh, listener Evan has sent me some photos of things going on in his office, and there's some real monsters about, including a straight-up white supremacist um, that had an AK-47 magazine on his desk, mm. um, and the racial state, uh, Germany, 1933 to 1945, at his desk. Jesus. <laughs> and was wearing a t-shirt that said, socialism is for fags. What the fuck are you talking about, Evan? Where the fuck do you work? <laughs> yeah, Evan works you, in hell. So you can't you can't you can't do that. Those are like yeah. all fireable offenses. If I ever yeah. ever saw someone with like a gun clip on their desk, I'd be like, "Get this fucking asshole out of here." Yeah, is it a loaded insane. gun clip? Like, does it have mag? Like, is it a magazine? No, no, uh, no, no not sorry, 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 not not a magazine. Like, is it a clip? But is in a, a AK forty seven magazine? The the periodical. Oh, okay, okay. Because an actual clip is a weapon. Like, you can't bring yeah, bullets yeah, yeah. to work. Well, even so, yeah. that guy's laying a breadcrumb trail that's pretty obvious. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, also, um, oh, also, um, Evan also sent me a, a photo of his mugshots. Um, you know, for rape. His rape mugshot. What? So, Where does Evan... Wait, the guy at work? He yeah, has this? this? Just, like... This guy just well, Evan looked this. it up. Evan Googled the guy. Oh, and, okay, okay, okay. Uh, there is a mugshot of his mugshot from when he raped someone. Okay, I so, thought for a second he had this at his desk, just like displaying it. In which case, this guy has to be fired. This guy is. You this cannot, is impossible. This is impossible. Yeah, you can't walk around yeah. with a shirt that says fags on it. What the no, fuck you are you talking you about? Yeah. Evan, leave your job, come work at our worker co-op. You can be an equal comrade with me and Alex yeah. and our fellow workers. Well, let me ask you one more question, just while we're on the roll of what's appropriate at work. Um, so we've de- we've determined that telling a dirty joke, that's not appropriate. We've determined that hanging, you know, politically charged cartoons at your desk, that's not appropriate. Um, uh, uh, let me just throw this out there. Would it be appropriate to hang a noose at the office? Um, oh, sorry, a what? I, it's no big deal. Don't think about it too hard. But just would it be appropriate to hang a noose at the office? Are you saying hang news? As in like no, the latest tweets nope. off the internet, just no. like they post them around. Because no. if it's the no. Roseanne no. tweet, no. then yeah, you no. cannot put no. that in the office. No. Definitely no. can't. That would be very too inappropriate. Politi- no. Pretty, too no. politically no. charged. No, yeah, that is not what I said. I said oh, oh, hang Jonathan. a noose. <laughs> Jonathan, there's no way you're saying hang a noose. Maybe you said no, hang loose. No, no, no. no. Hang a loose uh, <laughs> would be a, No, you really need to be on the, uh, focused at work. Um, yeah. You know, don't want to hang too loose, no. Can't Cut loose, loose foot loose. <laughs> oh, everybody's talking foot loose. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking way. Who's uh, hanging nooses at their office? How did... The, 
what's the scenario? Well, like, when did that, how is that on equal footing of the other, like, how did that ever happen? One of the exam questions at the end of a video was, would it be appropriate to hang a noose at the office? And if I said, Halloween, I said no, no, and it said, that's correct. <laughs> it's not appropriate. I'm just going to hang well, this noose over Cheryl's desk. She'll get the message. I'm, I'm trying to think of a, 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 like, a way that someone could have accidentally done this and been like, oh, no. And, like, that's when they had to bring it. Like, to me, there's, like, a every Halloween, there's, like, a let's decorate the office kind of thing. Every section has, like, their own, like, theme. Terrible and idea. for some reason, something had something, like, thought nooses would be something to hang up and be scary. But, no, that's wrong. You can't do that. Hey, uh, let's make a lasso. It'll be fun of a fun Western theme. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, that's those not. Those aren't lassos. That's... Oh. The, oh. Open, the opening in that lasso no, sure just... is small. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even. I'm so sorry. Uh, I didn't realize. Oh. Didn't realize. I'm, I'm so, so sorry, sorry I made an effigy of Frank <laughs> and put it in my lasso. I, I thought it would be fun. <laughs> I'm so Weird, sorry. Weird, right? Here, here's a here's a tricky one for you. Here's a scenario. Uh, this is my last uh, little office uh, scenario, and I'll call it a day. Uh, this this one's like a kind of a, a riddle. This one's this one's kind of a mind bender. So you guys, you know, you run the office on the tenth floor, and you've been receiving you've been receiving some complaints because a lot of people at Jughead Inc. have been coming to you, and they keep saying the, the elevators are so slow. It takes so long for the elevators to come up to the 10th floor, and then it just takes so long for, you know, we're just waiting, and at the end of the day, like, I just want to be able to, like, head out as fast as possible. So you guys have to, like, figure out, like, you kind of have to, like, speak with the landlords of the building and kind of figure out a practical solution here. Um, so what's the, so there is a solution here. You might have to think outside of the box a little bit. Hang gliders. Oh, Brad. yeah. Dude, a zip line. Alex. Ooh, a nice zip line. <gasps> hey, wait, get that noose. Get that noose. We'll just make it, make it into a zip line. Is this this dot com style of thinking? Wee. Brad, oh, I Alex. A pole. I want a fireman's pole. Three of them, just so you can stagger it. So it's like a couple floors, a couple floors, a couple floors. I'm done. I'm going home. Brad. Isn't your Uber going to be here in two minutes? It is, and I'll be there too. Alex. <laughs> I need you to be a little more serious. That could that could result in some, you know, injuries. Hang gliders, fire poles. Let's be oh, a little bit right. more grounded while at the same time thinking outside the box. Realistic, yet outside the box. Do you understand? Like a mini minecart? <laughs> Just going down floors? That'd be fucking awesome. This is not Donkey Kong Country. This is the real world, Alex. But why can't it be, Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> look, just because you two run a kooky hat shop on the 10th floor. Look, we're going to give it to the... Yes. We're all equal. Everyone gets to bring their ideas to Everyone the Everyone gets to say. Everyone gets to say. Jonathan thinks that his ideas are better than a hang gliders <laughs> and fireman poles. So, Jonathan, please tell us what you think we should do in the office. Well, I think it's pretty obvious what the solution is. You know, people are complaining about the elevators, right? They're too slow. And, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, this training video presents, this actual training video I watched, asked, well, what are you going to do? Install another elevator? That's too expensive. What are you going to do? Install a staircase? That's too expensive. No, <laughs> there's well, already a staircase. I think legally they have to have a staircase. I, I, oh, I, I know. <laughs> That's what the video was trying to get around. It thought it was being cute and clever. No, guys, the solution is mirrors. Uh, huh? Go on. Install mirrors. Do the... we have do we have mirror master technology from the Flash? <laughs> no, 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 no. You would install mirrors on the wall where the elevator doors, you know, open up, 
and that way people can look at themselves in the mirrors. Problem solved. <laughs> no more complaints. <laughs> Huh. This is a real situation, the video said. But, a real situation. Brad, Brad, explain to me more about this mirror master technology and how that works into Alex. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> First, you need a mirror gun, and then you can use the mirror gun to travel through the mirrors through, to a mirror pocket dimension, <laughs> um, and then come out huh? um, wherever you need to. So you can interesting. So you can punch. Do I have to come flash. out of a mirror? Yeah, you definitely have to come out of okay, a mirror. Okay, so it's mirror to mirror. It's mirror well, to mirror. Well, yeah, but you'll just need, we'll just need to make sure, you know, we all agree to put a mirror um, down on the first floor so we can all get out. You know, Couldn't they just put mirrors in their house and go here immediately? I don't think you two no, are No, right. could, but th- that's that's a security risk because then everyone right. could come out of anybody's house and that's a real dangerous. You know, I just don't, I don't think you two are ready. I don't think, I, you guys were doing well, pretty well Well, we'll have then. to, well, listen, it's a worker co-op. We're all going to decide democratically yeah. together. We all get a vote. So we'll see. I, I like brother. the mirror idea, but I like the mirror master idea just a little bit more, if you know what I'm saying. Um, uh, I don't know if Jonathan saw this, but ladies and gentlemen, I did do a subtle Sullivan just then, and that's how I get what I want. <laughs> I did do a subtle Sullivan, and I'm sorry, but you're in the 40%. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry. I do love that that's something they brought out just in the middle of this this exam you took, I Jonathan? Like, what this. is? Why did you have to do this test? No, please explain this mirror thing, because I still don't understand. So, it, okay, so this was just presented in the video. This was not an exam question. Like, I didn't have to choose mirrors from a list of options. They <laughs> were just that's insane. But they were like, here's a real world example of an office thinking outside the box. And yeah, people were complaining about the speed of the elevators, and they installed mirrors, and all of the complaints stopped because people could just spend the time waiting looking at themselves yeah illusion i barely want to look at myself when i'm in the bathroom <laughs> yeah um i shouldn't be looking at my phone in an elevator like like a normal but person you, but if you don't look at yourself jonathan maybe you look at other people and it's a little easier when you're looking at a mirror to sneaky glance at people and, and like, no because they can see you looking at them and remember Only this is not angles. this is not in the elevator this is while you're waiting for the elevator really now that's weird that's that doesn't make any sense. Like you, you install you install mirrors on the wall that has the elevators. I no, because then you just see that there's a big line of people waiting for an elevator. Mm-hmm. Aren't there ways to make elevators faster? Like just through can't you upgrade certain things? Like you don't have to pay for a brand new elevator, but it's so expensive. I mean, I'm sure there's elevator tech that we can use. It's just so expensive. We don't have to Alex. pay for all these mirrors. Glass is expensive, <laughs> <laughs> but not as expensive. See, it's all I'd, about. You know, bringing it all together, thinking outside the box. I mean, yeah. It's all distracting. I, I, I like it. I mean, there's a psychological element to that, too, about how people do like looking at each other and looking at other people. Urgh. I mean, This elevator is so slow. Oh, but look at me. <laughs> oh, look at you. Mean, did, the, did the elevator get faster? Or am I looking good today? You know, I never I never had the courage to speak to Julia at my office. But then one day we like caught each other looking at each other in the mirror. And we've been married ever since. We've oh, been married horrible. ever since. You've been got married on the spot. Oh, on the <laughs> spot. <laughs> Oddly oh. enough, a, a priest was looking at us too, and we kind of caught his <laughs> eyes in the reflection. It was super weird. He was four foot ten, a little Irish priest with red hair. He was so cute. He was in his and robes. We, and while you're here, sir, would you mind marrying us? And he was like, oh, sure, here's the license and everything. I do this all the time. In the elevator, we'll build a snowman. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong, elevator's here, stop looking at yourself, get in the fucking mirror. I can't, I'm I'm like the dog in the Greek get myth. In the mirror. In the Aesop fable, I should say. <laughs> same thing. That's amazing. Not the same Jonathan, thing. this is this is awesome. Like I can't 
Thank you for bringing it. I, I'm going to take this to work. I'm going to put mirrors everywhere. And don't remember, don't hang a noose. Don't do I it. Never. Noose, lasso, anything rope-like. Mm. Verboten, Edward. What was that word? Verboten. It was a forboden. He's French. That's farther from a word. So cool. Yeah. Socialism is for fags. Cool. I'm going to beat the shit out of you if you don't take that shirt off. Take that shirt off or I'm going to beat the fucking shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what did I dress up for Halloween? What did I dress up as for Halloween? What liberals fear most? A conservative with a voice. See my t-shirt? Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to say anything. My t-shirt says it all. I also bought all the t-shirts from the Bob line. Wow. (laughs) You know, the t-shirt that says, you're looking at Bob, and the koozie that says, tell it to the Bob. (laughs) Oh. All right. Thanks for going back for that one. Uh, Yep. Really. Deep cut. Deep cut. Deep cut. (laughs) I got the golf cart. I got the golf club bag that says "Suck my Bob." <laughs> Jesus. No, I'm not married. No, I don't have friends. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, sure, I think about killing myself every day. Yeah, absolutely. Socialism is for facts. <laughs> Yikes! It's just a the levels. I just I want to give a quick update. I finished uh, watching Lost in Space last night. Ooh. That's a really good show. It's a really good show. I was about nice. to say, so you'll, reckon- you'll be on board for season two? I am. So is, is it confirmed? Are they doing season two? I think they greenlit that pretty quickly, actually. Yeah. Nice. I it's I really liked it. And, like, the crazy thing about it is because, like, and when you know when you're watching these Netflix shows, like, I don't know, there is, like, a sense that, like, they can really do anything with this because it's a weird Netflix show. And, like, I don't know if everybody's going to live or... What's going to happen? We got a lot of extraneous characters. I'm like, I don't really know what's going to happen in this show, which is kind of a fun thing that I think is kind of rare um, in this day and age. But I enjoyed it. It was a great show. Is it pretty standard sci-fi adventuring, or are they kind of messing with the form and doing some weird stuff too, or...? I, I mean, it's, you know, it's standard, you know, um, um, prestige television Mm -hmm. sci-fi. It's fun. You get a a lot of flashbacks into these, uh, into these people, uh, to these worst parents ever. Oh, <laughs> um, oh no, Mr. and Mrs. Robinson, please. <laughs> oh, like they're just they're just just the worst. Um, but um, oh crap, who is it? Um, do- playing Doctor Smith. Um, oh, Parker Posey. Um, Parker Posey. Parker Posey. So great. Mm-hmm. She's so fucking awesome. Do they try oh. to? I mean, we're I'm approaching spoiler territory, but do they try to do what the original sitcom did, which is sort of like redeem that character with time, or I. Not so much. Okay. Like, at least not at this point. Um, I, I Like, they, there's a lot of twists and turns, but not really. And you never really know where you stand with the Dr. Smith character, I, I, which is fun. I appreciated when I, was, uh, when I was looking up the Wikipedia for the original show how the original Dr. Smith started as a villain then just became a gay asshole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a completely ineffectual, effete, harmless gay asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I I, I watched a lot of the old Lost in Space uh, when I was a kid. It was a fun show. The robot wasn't nearly as sexy though. Uh, <laughs> I want to fuck the it. wettest nope. part of that robot. Um, <laughs> Chris and I have been watching the first season of the Mission Impossible TV show, Ooh. and that's that? pretty fun. And like the episodes are like fifty minutes, so it's got like a kind of a slow burn. And then it's also got like that '60s dragnet sort of grim sweatiness about it. Um, and we're in the middle of an episode that involves uh, two 
battling psychics who are trying to convince a, uh, a, a <laughs> they're trying to convince a Russian woman to either stay on one side of the Iron Curtain or go to the other side of the Iron Curtain and like basically complete research for one side. And they're using the ghost of her dead husband to like sway her. <laughs> What? Well, and and the psychic that's working for the impossible the impossible mission for us, uh, the guys who are like alongside her for this mission are like, yeah, but it's it's bullshit, right? And she's like, no, I I can actually hear ghosts. He's a fake. And they're like, uh, I'm sorry, what? Uh, we didn't we didn't bring you onto this mission thinking you actually bought into your own bullshit. You're supposed to trick this woman into, like, you're supposed to trick her like he's tricking her. And she's like, no, 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 no. Ghosts are totes real. (laughs) And they're like, oh, brother. Oh, no, this mission, this mission just got a little bit more impossible. (laughs) And there's like, there's like thunder. Oh, it's great. There's like a thunderstorm and a painting of of the husband falls off a wall. And then there are bumblebees outside at night. And people keep saying, that's weird. Bumblebees don't fly at night, and we haven't learned why they keep talking about it. <laughs> they just keep cutting oh, to the bees, wow. and they're really creepy. They just, yep. And there's a dog that's... that might be a ghost. Like like a dog shows up, and the psychic's like, calm down, crazy dog. And the dog runs away, and the owner of the house, the woman who's being haunted, she's like, I haven't seen that dog for years. What are you talking about? <laughs> so a psychic can also be a dog whisperer. <laughs> Like, is this just a particularly kooky episode of Mission Impossible, or do they all, like... Oh, no. This is just the first... Everything's been pretty standard, like, you're like, oh, yeah, they're trying to, like, take down, like, a political despot, like, who's trying to rig an election, or they're trying to get, like, um, they're trying to save someone who got kidnapped, you know, like... Sure. What you would expect. This is just straight up kooks. Okay. And in the I just want to know if they, huh. they took a they took a Baywatch <laughs> a night's turn or if this was just uh, a one off. Okay. And right. and in the opening they show you clips from the episode you're about to watch and a guy has scorpions thrown at him, so I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> oh that sounds delightful. Um so I yeah. mean, yeah, I'm gonna bookmark that for the show. There's some pretty, everyone's for the most part wearing suits and there's a, a beautiful woman named Cinnamon who usually joins them and she's always wearing like great bombshell dresses. Um, from what I've noticed, the fashion doesn't get too, too crazy. Although there is one where they pretend to be a circus. <laughs> they go into like a, a like a, an Eastern European nation and they're like, oh, we are just a circus. We are not doing anything at all that would involve an impossible mission. <laughs> It's pretty great. It's it's pretty. It's a pretty fucking weird cookie show. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. And it's always the woman's job to seduce. She's always like, "Hello," and it's like, "Oh, cinnamon." <laughs> They're constantly turning you out. <laughs> Poor cinnamon. <laughs> um, but speaking of TV, we have a TV show on the docket, isn't that right, Brad? We do indeed. Um, oh, what's the name of the show again? I've already forgotten. It's called "It's Your Move." <laughs> your, it's your move. move. It's your move. Uh, friends, it is that super special time of the week where we chat about our pal Jason Bateman. Ugh, awkward timing. Um, <laughs> on It's Your Move! Yeah, so it was my idea to do a Jason Bateman month, but to my credit, this idea was sort of devised months ago, long yes. before this recent I, NYT interview. I, I was, uh, I, so I was, I knew I needed to email you guys to see, um, you know, which uh, apps and if we were, you know, what we were going to cover. Um, and I got home from work 
and I look at Twitter, and it's all talking about Jason Bateman, and I'm like, well, this is great. We're really going to be, <laughs> we're going to be right in the moment. Oh, what's this? Oh, Jason Bateman is uh, being an asshole? Please, please tell me he didn't rape anyone. Please tell oh, me he didn't God. rape anyone. Okay, he's just being an asshole. Yeah, okay. he's just gaslighting, right, right. you know, his co-star into basically yeah. agreeing that the verbal abuse she endured at the hands of Jeffrey Tambor wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, Yikes. you know, it's, yeah, if you guys, if you haven't heard it, he sounds like a real asshole. Um, but I could have been a lot worse. Well, so. he, he came back with what seems like a very, you know, considered, uh, very uh, sweeping apology. He didn't yeah. pull one of those moves of, oh, I'm sorry if people didn't get what I was trying to do, or I'm sorry if she yeah. didn't understand that I was just trying to say this. He was just and like, no, I was an asshole, and I, I shouldn't have, in trying to defend one person, I realized that I was throwing another person under the bus. Yeah, and, and I get that, like, I you know, you're in the moment, and you're in, you're, you know, you're doing fucking promotion for your TV show, which is already, I'm sure, a really shitty thing that you probably don't enjoy doing the most and you've just got to be, try, you're trying to be upbeat and like promotional promotion promotion and I, you know, I, I when I when I saw the interview, I think that's that's the kind of vibe I was getting from it a lot. He's just trying to fucking save the ship because he is the lead and that's kind of his job yeah. in the interview. But yeah, it's awkward. And as we'll learn you know, through Jason Bateman month, which of course now has an awkward asterisk next to it. Um, <laughs> it's sort of shocking to me. Like, So when I first started coming up with these shows, I realized like, holy shit, not only was Jason Bateman like a teen idol basically, but he's basically been working since he was like 12 years old or younger. Because wow. I, I don't think It's Your Movie is actually the first show uh, chronologically that will be covered this month, right? I think, isn't Valerie's family or whatever, did that come first? Um, Valerie's later. Valerie's oh, later. okay. So chronologically, we are moving through. Yeah, this is, I mean, uh, yeah. Well, there is an episode of Knight Rider I saw, but. Uh... <laughs> and this, so this, this idea came about because I was watching an episode of George and Leo. George and Leo is a, is a Judd Hirsch, uh, uh, Bob Newhart show that ran for one season. I got a bootleg DVD set for Chris because he loves Judd Hirsch. The show is bad, fucking bad. Jason Bateman plays Bob Newhart's son. They recast the wife eight episodes in without a word, and it's so startling. Um, And the woman they get to play the wife is Teen Witch, the woman from Teen Witch. Um, I found that to be even more of a, like, flabbergasting moment. Um, But I started thinking to myself, like, oh, I wonder if Jason Bateman's been on any other defunct sitcoms, and oh, has he? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So many. Doing three in one month really doesn't even like begin to dip in. Um, but this Ow. is It's Your Move. And I'm a little confused because I know this is episode three, Dating Games. Oh, we haven't even done the summary. But I'll just say, I really don't know what the premise of this TV show is. <laughs> yeah. It's, it took a while no. to suss out. I, I actually ended up watching three episodes of the show. Oh, damn. And <laughs> it eventually came together for me. Um, wow. Do we want to go ahead and summarize? Jonathan, I think it, it would be you since you're the special guest. I think it yes. would fall to me, yes. So Jonathan right. isn't a minute. Jo- I guess every, everyone knows this, the deal at this point. Yes, Jonathan, please take a moment, collect your thoughts. Think about what happened in this show that none of us understand except Alex. Um, so J- Jason, Jason Bateman plays uh, Matt, or his friend is Matt? Uh, Who's the fat one? <laughs> uh, his name is Matthew. Ma- okay. Uh, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman is Matthew. He the has other a one sister. is like, uh, 
somebody else? I think his sister's name is Julie. His neighbor's name is Norbert or Norman. Norman. Norman, Norman is the yeah. Um, uh, who is his? Eileen is the mom. Julie is the sister. Um, is Eli. Eli. Eli is the. I was friend. about to say these are the only characters we meet in this entire episode. It's f- sort of barren in terms of character. Uh, yeah. But okay, Eli. Fine, Eli. <laughs> I think I'm uh, ready. Th- this, uh, so, Brian, what should I keep in mind? <laughs> uh, please uh, take a moment to uh, think about what happened in this episode, what people were doing, what they were wearing, whatever you need to discuss this in as much detail as possible, um, and go to as close to a minute without going over or ridiculously under, because uh, then you <laughs> would be a uh, um, a phone bill scheme chump. <laughs> Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll be a total uh, Norman. I'll just be a total Norman. He'll be a straight-up Norman. Norman. Uh, and he'll be going in three, two, one, go. Norman comes home to his apartment to discover that his phone has been cut off because his bill hasn't been paid. That's when he notices a young boy coming out of his apartment, and it's Eli, the Dennis the Menace of this show. Uh, Eli informs him that not only has he paid Norman's phone bill, but now he owes Eli a favor in the future. You kind of get the sense that Eli's a bit of a schemer. He's a bit of a rapscallion. Uh, The Harvest Ball is coming up, and Eli has promised his fat friend, Matt, a date, but he forgets. Oh, no. He was too busy thinking about himself. So he basically blackmails his sister, Julie, into going out on a date with Fat Matt. Uh, but in the process, Fat Matt, you know, breaks his date off with the girl that he found on his own time due to Norman's advice. And so Jason Bateman thinks, oh, no, I'm going to have to go out with this ugly girl. And instead, he cashes in the favor with Norman. Norman has to go with the ugly wildebeest girl. They call her a wildebeest. And in the end, everyone gets what they want except Norman. And who cares? Because Norman's a piece of shit. The end. One minute on the dot. Um, slight correction. Um, Eli is the friend. Matt is Jason. God. Yeah. Thank you. So. You fuck. It's okay. Screwed me up. <laughs> fat Eli. <laughs> Just switch everything around and remember that Eli is the fat one. Fat, 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 fat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the show is obsessed with him being fat. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Alex, before you explain what the show is about, mm-hmm. um, uh-huh. What is with the, so the show's called It's Your Move and the opening credits like it starts off with like, like a checkerboard. Mm-hmm. So, um, is does this have anything to do with the game of checkers? I, 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 Alex, before you say anything, I think this is just sort of emblematic of the running relationship between Matt, Jason Bateman's character, and Norman. Uh, it's, I think they are throughout the series, they have to constantly be trying to like screw each other over, you know, pull a one up on the other person. So I think I think it's supposed to be a show about the two of them. Now, Alex, am I right? Um, yeah, but it does focus on Jason Bateman's character, Matthew Moore. Oh, Norman. I, in all Burton. the episodes, uh, what is it? Matt Burton. Oh, Matt Burton. They they give him the and credit at the end of the credits. They're like, and Matt Burton, <laughs> you know, that big star. Well, no, no, that's the, that's the character's name, Matt Burton. Oh, God damn it! I'm fucking up right and left. <laughs> Wait, his full name is Matthew. Like, his sister yeah, teases yeah, him yeah. with it a but few it's, times. It's not, yeah, you said more. I'm, I'm just correcting. Just correcting. <laughs> no, Norman is the neighbor. Yes, Alex, before, previously you said Matthew Moore. I'm just correcting that it's, it's oh, Matthew I Burton, not Matthew Yeah, I didn't Moore. mean to say Matthew Moore. Uh, yeah, so, I, yeah. 
It's all good. Yeah, it, it's it's just Jason Bateman, his mom, and his sister living in an apartment. Uh, Norman moves in across the hall, and Norman starts dating his mother, and that's where all the shenanigans lie. Like, their, um, I guess, hostility toward each other, because Jason Bateman doesn't like the fact that this guy's dating his mom. Norman his is dating the dumb. mom? Yeah, Norman is no. dating the mom. Like, that's a... That's just how it is. <laughs> and Jason Bateman and him uh, match wits. We... Jason Bateman's always also trying to scheme some way and somehow. Were you about to say uh, that the mom is episode. dumb? Is the mom character just, is that her she's joke scattered... that she's dumb? Yes. Now there's, there's, there's moments where she's more lucid than others, but she is definitely just not very bright. And the kids acknowledge this. They exploit it. Um, yeah, these are some savvy TV kids. These are very like... On the ball scheming kids, both uh, Matt and his sister Julie, and it continues. The two the two other episodes I saw, um, yeah, it just it just keeps it right going right along. But it mainly focuses on Matthew and his exploits. Um, well, and we we left a key cast member out of, uh, who is mentioned in the credits, and that's what is it, Ernie Sabellas? Yes, Ernie Sabella. Oh yeah, Sabella, and he plays, I guess, the super. I don't think he's like necessarily like the owner of the building. He seems to just be the super or something like that. Um, but he gets a little bit at the beginning involving the the phone bill. I mean, to go into the plot of this is not. <laughs> I don't know how worthwhile that would be because it's it's pretty. I don't want to say thin, but it's pretty straightforward. It's just sort of like a very kind of low key sleepy farce. <laughs> It almost seems like the whole setup is for the joke at the end, which is weird. Um, I would agree. A lot because, of heavy lifting for that final reveal. Yeah, and there's some questions I have about it. But you know what? What's also interesting is that this is the first character of Ernie Sabella that I've seen in recent uh, television shows that we've watched where he doesn't play like a cranky old, not old, but a cranky kind of also scheming guy. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think this takes place before all those and Jason before Bateman's character, scenes. Matthew. Yeah, Jason. Uh, yeah, Matthew's... Uh, antics caused him to become a schemer too. <laughs> they they make Ernie Sabella look terrible in this show oh, though. Yeah. Like because he's got this kooky oh, comb over. Like, yeah, it's like a side comb over. Like it's all coming yeah. from the side of his head. It's so dumb looking. There's a lot of, and especially I guess in later episodes, weird. I would say fat shaming of Ernie Sabella and Eli. What do you just mean? Constantly. What do you mean? Seems <laughs> it's it, it. Not since Mr. Belvedere have this has even more fat shaming than a single episode of Mr. Belvedere. It's really it's, despicable. <laughs> it gets weird and like more than like I don't know to hear someone like his sister calls Ernie Sabella's character like a a fat blob or something, and her friends call him a fat blob in a later episode, and it's played for laughs, but no one's laughing. It's like, this is just weird. Like, why would you do this? Well, and poor Matt, who who we have established, Matt is the fat friend, right? Or no, No. Eli. No, Jesus Christ. So fat Eli. Um, People talk about him and of him in front of his face. Like, he is just a sore, like a canker on humanity that, like, if he, like, died, you know, that night, no one would fucking miss him. And this poor kid, this poor, like, dumb character just sort of takes it. It's such a bummer. Like, he clearly adores Jason Bateman's character. And for all of Jason Bateman's talk of, like, uh, Eli's my best friend. How could I possibly forget my best friend oh my god i feel so terrible this 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 jason bateman character is a sociopath he doesn't definitely he does not care about eli at all the only thing that gets him about this whole situation is that norman was able to help eli get a date not him 
And that's a power move that he can't fucking abide. So he has to, like, get involved and, like, get his fucking hands dirty to sort of screw Norman over. It's really weird. This is, like, a bad character that's not very uh, appealing. Yeah. So, so it opens with uh, a Norman... But we, we, sorry, we, I was going to say, we, we love our scamming kids, though. Like, you oh, know, I between guess. our Wesley T's and our Zach Morris, like, it's a... It's a it's, pretty much stock character for 80s sitcom you have to have a scheming kid but but something about it, this this episode in particular seems so cavernous and empty like the mom doesn't show up until like minute 16 or something like that and yeah i was wondering if that was like a part of the show like are they like emancipated kids or something what's happening yeah i was like where are the fucking parents and dad's dead because he apparently died of a heart attack as we learn and it just kind of comes out when it's a domestic situation and you don't show them like in school, like a Zach Morris, for some reason it comes off as a little bit more private and sinister. <laughs> like just oh, yeah. Jason Bateman plotting like in his fucking room somewhere, just trying to like take down everyone in his life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by I the do- way. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say that's one of the brilliant things about watching the third episode of a television show and not watching any of the previous episodes because some things have been established that now it's like we have to guess and kind of like, uh, yeah, really pay attention to get that information to uh, us. But you're right. I thought I thought the mom was just out and they would just always mention her but never show her on this television yeah. show. I was hoping that would happen because that would be funny. But no, she's a kid. Um, so uh, the the sisters played by Trisha Cast, whom we have seen before, she was um, in the Mr. Belvedere episode. Um, she's the one that Kevin spray paints a car to uh, spray paints a fur for. Oh, oh yeah, right. As opposed yeah. to the girl that Kevin almost raped. <laughs> God, yeah. I forgot about that episode. Oh man. Well, Kevin does that a few times. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Kevin doesn't know what healthy sex is. He doesn't know what that is. No, so yeah, no. Ernie Sabella, before he becomes the scheming monster he does in Perfect Strangers and all other television shows that we see him for, um, he's a kind of kind-hearted, uh, just a handyman around the apartment complex that both uh, Matthew and Matthew and family and Norman, who is apparently a writer from Chicago, um, they live in the chair. And Norman lives across the hall. Again, he's dating Matthew's mother. Uh, they come up and Norman's like, dude, thank you for, um, he's thanking him for letting him use his phone or something. No. Yeah. Cause his phone is out. Yeah. Uh, he, he needs 20 bucks to, um, get his phone reconnected, which, um, I think is a steal. Uh, cause judging for inflation, that has to still be much, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of money, especially <laughs> in the eighties. Alex, we don't um, have time for your inflation math. We don't have time for that. And I don't know if we have time for the jokes that they have here because I don't know. Oh, under- I certainly don't. <laughs> so they're, they're dropping weird little letters and Norman says, hey, um, Ernie Sabella, do you mind like giving me 20 bucks to like fund my phone camp? Like fun. Let's get Norman a phone back. And Ernie Sabella says, you know, that'd be great and all. And I would love to. But my wife's birthday was last week. She's a big fan of hatchets. Yeah. And let me tell you, the good ones, they ain't cheap. Are we are we painting like the old Looney Tune cartoon of like a wife that sort of has a frying pan and is constantly like bashing the head of like the little midget husband? Like, is that sort if, of what we're painting? If he had said frying pan, yes. A hatchet, though. Like, I don't yeah, even understand I, why. I, okay. And then yeah, Norman, I, who's a writer? Yeah. Let's 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 not forget that. Says, well, you know, of course they're expensive if you love the sport. 
and then that's how it's just done. Like those, for some reason, are played as laughs, and I'm not laughing. I'm more confused. Uh, it's very strange. I, th- I think the joke is that she's a beast, right? Like that just sort of implies that she's mannish. Yeah, or something. Sure. Like a, a woman wouldn't. I, a normal woman wouldn't collect hatchets. Like a hatchet. That's like a man thing. That's that's weird. I bet she has a mustache too. I, I, yeah, I don't know though. Hatchets. It's it's so specific. Yeah, like it seems like there's I, something I they're trying to say, but I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I thought. Maybe, are we trying to set up the thing later where um, Jason Bateman like has the you know fakes the uh, killing with the with the with the axe? Mm, is that what that is? I don't. Cause, like, I don't I see don't, that thread necessarily. I just but... don't see hat, hatchet doesn't read manish to me. If like he had said, oh, I, I bought my wife a. a, a, a I don't know a, a new a new cricket bat or uh, something like more. I don't Tennis know. Right? Hatchets. I think hatchets are meant to imply like yeah aggression. Like it's just that thing of like like serial killer is what it reads to me. Like yeah. she's a serial killer. Like <laughs> or an aspiring lumberjack or someone who loves the concept of lumberjacking. Look, but just doesn't didn't make it out west. This is just a show. Get out there. This is a show that can't take a fucking breath without fat shaming. So I'm just gonna assume that they're calling his yeah, wife a dyke. I, yeah, I'm just I gonna assume that that's what they're doing. <laughs> like on, like yeah. honestly, seriously, like I'm not, I'm not meaning to be like flippant, but like no, I yeah, I just, it does, it just doesn't scan to me, and I don't get it. Yeah, no, I feel like they're. Any of this, it's weird. It, I feel like it was the first choice, and it was a filler line, and they never yeah. went back to it. The, the show sort of gets away from that after this this moment. It sort of settles into just character humor as opposed to like odd illustrative humor. I'm glad that like we didn't necessarily have to like keep sitting through that. Was there like a like, was there a news story where someone did something with hatchets? Because I think we because need to they, make a, lot of, they no make a lot of other pointed stuff that is like, this has to be a joke. But you're right. Let's just move on for the sake of it. <laughs> so Norman tries to go into his apartment, and suddenly Jason Bateman's character, Matthew, just comes out of his apartment and goes over to his apartment. And Norman's like, what the fuck? That kid just sauntered out of my apartment and across. Like, did you see that, Ernie Sabella? Ernie Sabella tells him that he does it all the time and not to be worried. Um, he did change the lock on his door like he asked him, but the kid gave him the lock, sold it to him, it was a good lock, for a really cheap price. So, um, I guess that's just the world you live in now, Norman. Wait, Deal wait, wait, it. wait. Was, was that said? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eli, oh. uh, or uh, uh, Matt sold the new lock to Ernie Sabella. <laughs> that's yeah. why he can still go nice. into the apartment. <laughs> I, I missed that completely. Because he's a little schemer. He's a little schemer. He's a schemer. Scheming. Oh, you're gonna change the locks, Norman? Okay. Well, I've got a whole supply of locks in my fucking room because I'm a goddamn man. Who do you think's selling the hatchets? (laughs) (laughs) So Norman goes to confront uh, Matthew and says, dude, what the fuck? I know I'm dating your mom, but you can't just go in my apartment. And then Jason Bateman goes, shh, dude, come on, Norman. The only reason I was in there was to check to make sure that the phone company reconnected your phone properly. You know how they are. Oh, yeah, that's right. I ponied up 20 bucks to get your phone back. And you know what? I did it out of the kindness of my own heart. And if you want to repay me sometime in the future with some favor, um, you know, at my whims and discretion, that's cool, too. I mean, you're dating my mom. It's all cool, right? If a child Thanks. came to me with this scenario, I would go, Thanks for paying my phone bill. Never speak to me again. And also, <laughs> I am no longer going to continue dating your mother. Goodbye. Also, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> You're a little fucking weirdo. It's just the weird thing. So it also, um, so Norman says, you know what? Call, have my phone disconnected. I don't want to have to owe you anything. And Matthew says, dude, we just shook on it. He can't go back on a shake. It's weird, like little con man, like 
things that are said yeah. that are unsettling, but also like, kind of adorable in the kind of Zach Morris <laughs> what, what <laughs> kind I really, of Wesley T. What I really, way. What I really would have wanted from this is that, like, we already knew that, like, Jason Bateman had, like, a plan for this. Because I think it's so weird just to think about that he went ha- he paid somebody's phone bill um, for the plan of eventually getting a favor out of them. Which, like, if you're a scammer, fine, but I, I want to know that, like, he's already got, like, it's already part of a scheme. Well, he pro- so, that, so that he actually has to make a sacrifice at the end to, like, you know, get this girl a date. Well, he probably, with- he probably withheld Norman's phone bill. Like, he probably broke into the mailbox, <laughs> took the phone bill, and then delivered it, like, past the due date so the phone would get fucking disconnected. That's how psychotic this kid is. You never know when you need to have your Norman just on tap to do something. An adult man who can do stuff you can't as a child. And he, you know what? I think you're right. He kind of blows it at the end of this one. Kinda. Um, he could have saved it for something else. Um, now we're introduced to Eli. Because Eli please, and please, please, sister come in. Fat Eli. <laughs> Fat <laughs> Eli. He loves donuts comes. and shouldn't like himself. <laughs> uh, he comes in chasing uh, Matthew's sister, saying, "Look, you need to go out with me to the big dance this weekend. You know how you said you wouldn't date guys that weren't your own age. Well, guess what, babe? I'm 14 and I'm ready to date." And then she says, "Obviously, dude, I'm 16 now." He says in a very creepy way, "I'm catching up to you, babe." Ugh. Well, uh, I already hate Eli, to be honest with you, until they start fat-changing him, and then I realize, oh, yeah. Eli's naive, and he's just, like, more childlike. Dude, I'm so sorry. Eli- like, I feel bad for him. The boy who plays Eli doesn't play it creepy. I would disagree with that. He just plays it as mouth-breathing stupid. Like, yeah. he never closes his mouth. Like, he's always got, like, a jaw-dropped expression. And he's just completely clueless. I mean, this is a character that would completely inform the 90s, where it's like Steve Urkel and like all of these characters who, oh, and of course, um, Screech. So it's like all of these kids who just, these these idiotic uh, shy boys who think that they deserve sex. (laughs) That's the thing. Future incels of America. Oh, sure. Yeah. The FIA. Which makes it it creepy that that was built into all shows at that time. Mm -hmm. There was a character who was like, yeah, yeah, look, all I have to do is wear this woman down. Yeah. And his sisters are getting wear down. She has to be blackmailed into going on a date with this guy but she's like dude no get away from me get your gross <laughs> fog like friend away from me man <laughs> yeah this blight on humanity get him out of my fucking sight he's trying to paw me with his sausage fingers i can't fucking take it Oy. so um at this point like i don't remember exactly what happened i know they uh, that matthew and his sister like trade like they match wits kind of for a second and it's it's somehow um, little Eli has to go over to Norman's apartment and get advice. I mean, yeah, he's ultimately, he's trying to get Matt's attention and trying yeah. to say like, hey, you promised you were going to get me a date for the harvest ball, but Matt doesn't care about Eli. He doesn't. No. He, no. he uses Best Eli so he can like feel good about himself, like, but that's it. So yeah. Well, Eli's the only person that'll still talk to Matt. Yeah, uh, clearly. I, I That's mean, the other thing. I, yeah, I would like to see an episode monster. where uh, Matt is trying to talk to his, you know, school chums because I have to assume he has zero friends outside of Eli. Because who the fuck would talk to this creep? Yeah. Um, it is interesting in the other two episodes I've seen about how some of that pans out. Um, but I'll save that for later when it's more appropriate in the show. Um, so yeah, Norman starts talking to Eli and it's like, dude, okay, look, 
Obviously, you're not going to have a date with Matthew's sister. She's a 16-year-old. And let's just say for the sake of argument, even if she did, like, humor the concept of, like, going to this dance with you, she's 16. Like, she's got a rep to protect. There's, She's not going to do that, man. That's just not what women do. What you need to find <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> what you need to find... You need to stop aiming up. Stop yeah. aiming up. Aim what's, either what's, at your own level, like parallel yeah. to you, or aim down. <laughs> find a girl who's less beautiful mm-hmm. than, uh, yeah, Matthew's sister. Maybe trade in, maybe like, trade in the looks for some shared interests. Yeah, <laughs> like eating. You like to eat, right, Eli? Yeah, yeah. I can tell. Hey, you like to eat, right? Find a woman who shares your interest. It's that easy, Eli. Go to a 24-hour Chinese buffet and see who's fucking ponying up to the egg rolls. So Norman gets some abuse here, too, because Eli comes over to his apartment. I'm remembering this now because he's like, look, you're with Matthew's mom, and we all know the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Give me some points. Give me some tips. How do I land his sister as a date? And he's like, dude, slow your roll. And that's when all this happens. He he also makes some jokes about Norman um, being another unattractive guy. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like Norman's the most normal looking person ever. Yeah. I think Norman for crying out loud. I do think they try to give him like a dweeby sort of like hemmed in look. And his hair is very like kind of dorky. But yeah, overall, he's he's not a hideous person. Um, But yeah, Eli is like, well, you're not an attractive man. So how you could possibly be dating my best friend's mom is a mystery to me that you need to help me solve. And Norman's like, stop insulting me. <laughs> please, yeah. B- yeah. please, 14 year old boy who I've invited into my apartment. Don't do that. Don't yeah. invite a child into your apartment. Nope. If you want to talk, just talk in the hall. Don't do that. <laughs> 84, 85 is when the show aired. I guess it was a different time, but it shouldn't have been. Do not do that. No, different time. You can't. We can't. Um, we can't continue to hide behind the the old the old chestnut. It was a different time. <laughs> Don't bring a child so, into your apartment. Eli, what's what's the pet name that uh, Matthew's sister has for you? Oh, she calls me seepage. Why don't... Uh, yeah, you need to find, like, female seepage. Sheepage. Uh, she, oh, okay. Um, and Eli is okay, not bothered thanks. by this. He is not... No. He is not insulted by this yeah. talk, this condescending, horrific talk. He's just sort of like, cool, awesome. He, fi- he seems gleeful about it. He's like, female seepage. It's like, okay, dude, like, go get him. Eli is a freaky, and he needs to go out and find a girl freaky <laughs> so they can be freakies together. <laughs> a little freaky. Oh, but, so fast forward. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna fast forward yeah. to the oh, next day, um, in which everyone dresses like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, everyone's um, wearing shirts with stripes. Like Matt does, sister, Eli does. <laughs> the sister, the sister's rig out <laughs> is one for the books. Like this crazy, like giant stripy shirt that is like um, we got a belt cinchonette. Um, and these crazy sleeves that are like, like slightly rolled up. Uh, yeah, it's you know what it is. It, it, it's it looks very uncomfortable. Yeah. It doesn't look like it would breathe, and it, I would hate that. I would want to like roll up those sleeves even further, or just wear the short like shirt like a normal person. But yeah, it's a grown, it's an adult man, like seven foot tall shirt on this teenage yeah. girl. <laughs> it is. It's not great no. at all. And of course, uh, Jason Bateman is wearing a fucking uh, gross like red, oh. blue, and yellow stripy polo. I feel like Gross. this this fashion has somehow come back every few years. This sort of like yeah. awful yeah. 
like it's 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 collared, but it's not business attire. It's like this shitty like re- like polo club casual bullshit. He's such a what? little preppy shy boy. I can't I can't deal with oh, it. Oh yeah. Well, it's super prep because the collar is white while the rest of the like shirt or sweater is colored, which is I always thought was a little bit more like an in between of something super preppy and cash. But everyone oh. kind of has it because uh, when Eli comes in, he's got like a white undershirt <sighs> that's also kind of high, kind of also hinting, and he's got like a weird. What do you call that? Like it doesn't have I, a collar. It's a t-shirt with like a little dip. Yeah. It's not like it's like a weird V. Like yeah, it's like a it's like a it's like a oh god it's. I think it might be worse than a fucking polo because it's it's the shittiness of like the couple of oh. buttons, but yeah. no collar. I, I guess it's a Henley. Like no, it's just like I a think weird. That there Henley? is a collar to this because I'm looking at another shot. Oh, is there? It's a, oh god, it's there's a, a collar. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little like it, it blends in. Yeah. It really blends in. It, it's oh. it's not meant to be a true collar. It's like a limp, wet collar. <laughs> Ugh. But I think this kind of shirt too. I think I like. I saw people in high school wear this kind of garbage. Like I cannot believe that this style of shirt between these two boys has survived the test of time. I. It's only only out of spite. Only out of spite that it survived. Oh, it's so like heterosexual. Like bull. It's just heterosexual bullshit. I can't deal with it. <sighs> so like story wise, like Jason Bateman at this point realizes that uh, he has forgotten his friend. He has forgotten to get a date for his friend, and he is—he's begging for Fat Eli's forgiveness. And Fat Eli is trying to tell him, "Look, I found a date on my own." And when he finally gets that through to Matt, Matt is devastated because not only did he does he no longer have the power over his friend, he realizes that the power has been stolen by Norman, and that will not fucking abide in this American psycho's brain. <laughs> you still my mom. You're not going to steal my friend. You're not going to steal my fat you, friend. <laughs> you can have my sister. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I, and is this the scene where, like, is this the scene where Eli says, oh, I'm going out with, I, I think her name's like, let's say Beth or something. And I think, I think Jason Bateman says, Beth, she's a wildebeest. Yeah. <laughs> or like he I th- does mention it at some point. Yeah, or maybe, sure. maybe Julie says that like later on, like, like, oh, her, she's a fucking wildebeest. And it's like, why don't, why don't everyone, hey, everyone in this show, shut the fuck up. Cause none of you are prize hens. Okay. Like, give me a goddamn break. Like Jason Bateman, you're like a, like a baby face, little dum dum. Like Julie, calm the fuck down. Slow your fucking roll. Everybody just take a breath. <laughs> Julie is like a true monster in this. She's just she's so mean. In every in every episode, she is really mean. Um, so he's he's begging here. He's like, look, sis, you got to take my friend out. I forgot about him. And I do love this line. She says, he's like, how could you forget about my best friend? She says, oh, I forgot he was your best friend. Looks like you did too. <gasps> and she walks away, and it's it's got a nice beat to it. To where I'm like, wow, that actually is pretty good. Like that's a, that stings a little bit, doesn't it, Matthew? Because Matt- you did forget about your friend, you weird self-obsessed child. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm well, and Matt- and Matthew doesn't give a shit about what he was just told because he just turns no. to Eli and is like, hey, Eli, forget about your fucking wildebeest. I'm going to get you the date. That's right. The <laughs> date with the girl that you've always wanted since you were a kindergartner, apparently. 
And Eli's like, oh boy, I gotta get to go out with Julie. Uh, this is great. I got braces. It's so... Okay, I admit it. The character is infuriating because he breathes through his mouth and he's a fucking dope and I can't stand him. And also yeah. he doesn't realize that everyone's treating him like shit. I hate characters like that. Yeah. Or if he does, he's just kind of resigned to it. So, so yeah, Matthew follows his sister around and is like trying to convince, like, look, you got to take him out. I've never had a friend like Eli. Like, he's been beside me since... You, you remember when we first went to... Well, I went to school the first day and I saw these kids playing with some kind of dough ball. And I realized, oh, fuck, that's Eli. That's not dough. It's <laughs> a kid. That's not dough at all. They're not making a pie. That story doesn't end with... That story doesn't end with Matt saving Eli, by the way. It just ends. Not at all. No. Yeah. yeah, he probably watched with fucking amusement while this poor fat kid was beaten to, to a fucking pulp. Oh, yeah, so God. he's doing everything he can to like guilt her, and she's like, you know what? I've realized something talking to you about Eli means this much to you. I think you should marry Eli. Which again, I thought was very fun with them with them sparring like this for her to bring that up. I, it was, I think, it played well. Very, so very much tactics. plays into the 1980s uh, gay panic. Oh, <laughs> I, so, oh yeah. I, I I don't think it's true. I don't think it's sadly. as stark gay, but I like to think it's very subtle gay panic. Uh, the idea yeah. of like a boy marrying a boy, how funny, how very very silly. There, so in their big conversation, I did, the only joke that I kind of because Jason Bateman actually is good in this. I think. Oh yeah, it's. I think sure. this is a well done scene for what it is for sure. He's already sort of established the dry sensibility that we're going to see from him in all of these TV shows, I assume, including Arrested Development. Um, he's it, the, the the delivery of the jokes is very much the same. But at one point, he just says to Julie, uh, "Julie, do you remember Dad?" And she's like, "Yeah, I remember Dad. I knew him for longer than you did." And 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 Matthew just goes, "Yeah, but he never liked you." That was pretty. Cool. Which is such a crazy <laughs> thing to say about a dead father. <laughs> <laughs> a father who died of a heart attack while like watching Sports Center or whatever the fuck. And I was hoping we were to find out what happened to mom. I was like, oh, did mom die too? What's what's the story? Did Matthew kill mother in a, in an Oedipus rage? <laughs> These two orphans are just <laughs> putting on an elaborate ruse. Mom's not real. Norman's dating <laughs> a fake person. I was ready um, for anything. Yeah. So we get a couple of, uh, of goofy pranks in here of him trying to convince her. Uh, um, one where uh, <laughs> she opens the door and Norman, um, in drag apparently, falls to the ground with um, a, 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 a... I guess it's a knife I, in his back. I don't think that's Norman. I think that's just think a guy. It's someone else. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Norman. Because, that makes more sense. Because that would be Norman cashing in the favor, and I don't think that's what we want. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so that's it's, true. I like to think it's a homeless person. <laughs> that Matthew was, like, dragged <laughs> off the street for his little play, like, putting on it's, this It's probably show. one of these uh, actors that are always uh, available to work in children's schemes, like on Saved by the Bell. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, you know. I will say this. It's definitely a large hatchet. It's not a knife. Like, it, okay. it, one of the later things you see it. But then I think it's he a takes meat a picture. Cleaver. I think it's a meat cleaver. Yeah, it's, yeah uh, I thought it was a meat cleaver, too. But yeah, he takes a picture as Julie inexplicably bends down after this guy falls into their apartment with a meat cleaver in the, in the small of his back. She immediately bends down to touch it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a dead body. You gotta touch it. You know, like you do. Um, poke, poke. But she, of course, clearly sees right through Jason Bateman when he takes the photo and he's like, oh, if you don't want me going to the police, I guess you'll have to go out with Eli. And, and after she storms out of the room, he just looks at this guy, this actor he's hired, and he's like, where's the blood, dude? I paid you for blood, you stupid fuck. 
<laughs> Holding the Polaroid. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's played pretty well. Um, and then at one point he's he's put a um, uh, um a tape recorder in her bowl of cereal. What, what is? Um, what just is, explain to me how this yeah, works. Yeah, what is this gag? He's trying to like subliminally like manipulate her like he's just you could just hear him from the bowl which makes no sense you'd never be able to hear any of this but it's just him going Eli Eli he's, Eli he, he just says his name <laughs> and I, I but I what <laughs> so I, I just want to like and I know it's a dumb prank but I just want to know the process so she's pouring a bowl of cereal. Does he yes, sneak he does. It, yes. How does this happen? She turns like, away momentarily while putting the milk back in the fridge. Back in the fridge. Or yeah. or the bowl's empty. She's reaching for the cereal. She's just beginning the process. No, that doesn't make sense because she would see the fucking tape recorder. Yeah, and what happens as she finishes eating and, of course, finds the recorder? Or the walkie-talkie or whatever. It's not yeah, a tape recorder. Whatever the hell, whatever this, the hell is. this is. Yeah, By then, she... By then she will it's be milk proof. Uh, hypnotized, or she will have absorbed. Yeah, Eli. The, the idea that she's going to be going to the date with Eli. She's going on a date with Eli. You want to fuck it's Eli? So <laughs> it's not one of his best no. schemes. It's not really a scheme no. so much as it's, it's... very weird. <laughs> like I'm not sure what it is. Well, and the maybe th- it's to throw her off. Well, I don't know. The thing that actually works is Julie is sitting in the living room, not her bedroom. She's using the phone at like the like the desk that's in the living room. Well, I assume there's probably only one phone in the house, darling. Only it's, one phone. Jonathan. It's 19. It's the early well, 80s. That's fine. 24. That's fine. But she's having a really crazy like private conversation, giving away all of her fucking secrets. I, I understand that she thinks she's alone in the apartment. But it just seems like, I don't know, you know your brother's a psychopath. <laughs> when you live in a yeah. world where your brother can rig a mic like, into your cereal bowl, a milk, a you milk gotta be electronic device. Yeah, all the time you have to be like double checking everything, like checking your room for bugs. Why? Like, you have to be ready for everything. Oh, I, not, I'd be having a panic not. attack every morning that yes. I woke up. I would just yeah. be thinking, what is he going to do to me? What is he going to try and get me to do? What is he going to try and take from me or give to me that I don't want? <laughs> my door is locked at all times. The conversation that, that he's able to record is her like, yeah, my mom's a real fucking idiot. You remember when we got drunk on beer oh. and I told her I just did too many somersaults? She's, she's, what? She says, remember when I got <laughs> sick on beer, which is such a weird like television way of saying it. Like in yeah. a normal way, in a normal situation, she'd be like, remember when I got drunk <laughs> and, yeah. and I had a hangover the next day? So yeah, the mom is clearly ditzy if she's buying like a somersault routine. Um... And that, yeah, so Bateman walks in and he reveals that, of course, there's a tape recorder in the desk drawer. And she should just punch him in the face, take the cassette and snap it in half, right? (laughs) Punch him in the, punch him in the dick, the fucking cock. Punch him in the dick, take the cassette and fucking break it in half. God, I would kick the shit out of this kid if he was my sibling. I'd be like, fuck you, shithead. (laughs) And if I see you wearing a socialism is for fag shirt, I will beat the fucking shit out of you. I don't care if I lose my job or get arrested in the process. It's it's a it's a fight worth having. <laughs> yeah. So we immediately cut to dance night. Yeah. And Eli's there in the uh, long white jacket. Oh, it's bad. Black like- pants up past his waist. His purple tie is like I don't know what's going on. I, I think it's it's I it might be one of the best outfits in the episode. Oh, may, oh maybe. Oh, it's, it's I can't tell if his pants also do like a V thing, which I know is something some dress pants did. 
not as much anymore. Her outfit is horrible though. Like that yeah. green dress, not not. It no, looks like a, honestly, it looks like a costume from like a high school theater department, like back room, and like you're doing the you know you're doing Hello Dolly, and they were like, here, see if this fits, and if it doesn't, who cares? It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't fit. It does not complement oh, yeah. her figure. Yeah. When they when they pose for a photo that Jason Bateman takes, Eli holds her arm <laughs> in a way that I get is supposed to like he doesn't get girls, he doesn't know how to act around a girl. It's such a weird way for her to hold for him to hold her arm. <laughs> yeah. She says something weird at this point that I just don't know or understand like the reference for. Oh, well, I know what you're talking... I think I might know what you're talking... No, I don't. But, like, there's another... Her bringing up references that don't really uh, scan in 2018. At one point, she makes references to, like, people who are on TV or something. Oh, so part of the the whole, uh, I guess, plan to get her to go on a date with Elias, he says... Look, people who are attractive date people who are ugly all the time. Like, think about Esmeralda and Quasimodo. Uh, think about, and then he names two other people. One of them is like a Hollywood couple. And she's like, I don't remember the other fictional character that he mentions. But she says, those don't count because those people aren't real. And it's supposed to be a laugh at these. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dudley real, Moore. Dudley Moore and, uh, oh, what's her name? Was one of the. But but she yeah. says something like, why don't I date Sasusala? Like she makes like a like she makes an Italian reference to like some Italian person. Oh yeah. And the audience like bursts out laughing and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this girl is talking about. He he asks something like, Well, who can I get to go on do you know anyone that could go on a date with Eli? Like he asks his sister first, like, does she have any friends? She's like, I know, how about the pizza delivery guy? Oh yeah. Or um The pizza delivery guy, the ice cream man. Oh yeah. Because he's Which fat. is super weird. And then she says, Sasusala, like I think she's just making like a pizza reference or something. Yeah. Um, are the oh, he says that. yeah some sort of like there's a catchphrase that was on some commercial because he she says whatever the catchphrase is that lady on TV oh yeah Any, ugh, anyway um, well she says something that's weird that makes it sound like because he says something and it, it, it's it comes off like in your dreams but it's so weird it's not that but the way she says <laughs> it is like that when he holds her elbow or something and says something to her and I don't know what the fuck it was but it creeped me out <laughs> like the word she the phrase she we'll said never was know. just like whoa. <laughs> And we may never know. And <laughs> we, we, we may, we will never know. <laughs> the episode's been lost to time. Uh, and so this is really the only moment the mom gets. Um, because after Eli and Julie leave for the, 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 the what is it, the fall harvest or harvest ball or whatever the fuck, she just says to Jason Bateman's character, honey, I, it's nice that she's going out with him, but I don't think she actually likes him. And Jason Bateman's like, oh, mom. <laughs> You're just now figuring that out, you big sop. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then mom gives him a guilt trip. She's like, hey, your your sister's doing something really nice by going out with him. Um, um, it's you've never done anything nice for anybody before. Uh, I mean, and yeah, she says, I sure hope you've learned something from your sister. Yeah. And he smiles and says, oh, I've learned quite a bit, mom. And, quite a bit. And this is the second instance of him, like, waving a Polaroid in front of his face with, like, a fucking creepy smirk. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, who knocks at the door, but uh, Eli's old date, who somehow knows that he, like, they would have crossed paths. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, coming up yeah. the stair. Unless, oh, yeah. they took the, uh, unless they took the fireman poles that we installed on the 10th floor Obviously. all the way down to the bottom, or the mine carts, 
or the mirror gun, whatever <laughs> oh. that thing was. I really yeah. like that idea. Yeah, the mirror master gun. Um, but oh, we we didn't mention also that uh, uh, Eli um, his per, is uh, per, is uh, procured the transportation in the fact uh. that his uncle is a bus driver yes. and is is going to be driving them via bus. Um, in fact, he's he's replaced the the card that says uh, where the bus is going with their names. Yeah, Tustin. Like, I think yeah. it's Tustin on the bus, and he replaces it with their names. And and the mom says, but won't people get confused if they want to go to Tustin? And Jason Bateman goes, oh, mom, anyone who wants to go to Tustin is already confused. Whoa. Cool. Slam. He's such cool. a local joke. He, he's such a weird little gay, like, me. He's such like a... And at a certain point, it just comes off as, like, gay bitchy. <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus Christ, sick, Jason Bateman. Sick burn on the people of Tustin, California. Um... <laughs> that know what the fuck that's in reference <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, you know. I thought... Those hillbillies in Tustin. Yeah. So, yeah, they... Uh, Eli and Julie leave. Eli gives Julie her special token before they leave so she can get on this bus. Ugh. Because being then, being the, being a member of a family that's working class is j- even worse. It's bad enough that he's fat and dumb, but he, his uncle is a bus driver. Can you imagine? Ugh, how humiliating. Oh. The only thing that could be more awkward is if you're a girl that's perfectly normal looking. Oh, right. As in, <laughs> yeah. as in the girl Eli broke up with so he could go out with Julie. She shows up at the front door, and this is the girl that we're supposed to think is a wildebeest. Cool. What a great character to cast a teenage person as. You're going to be the girl no one likes. You're going to be the ugly girl that no one wants to be seen with. Isn't that cool? I, she is the most normal-looking person I've ever she seen. She looks like a totally teenage normal. girl. She looks like a 14-year-old yes. teenage girl. She's kind of awkward, but, like, I'm not judging that. Like, I'm not putting any judgment on my statement. Like, yeah. she's a teenager. Like, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> she could easily be going to this with Matthew. Like, she could easily just be, like, his date. Yes. Yeah. And it would be fine. Totally, like, yeah. Now, her dress is, like, a little baggy and weird, but that's the 80s. Like, I'm assuming yeah. that was just a fashion well, thing. I, they're, putting her, yeah. they're putting her in that baggy dress I, so she can look ugly. Yeah. yeah and purpose. I was going to mention the dress, but I've already looked at the next scene and saw the dresses everyone else <laughs> in this thing is wearing. And I think she might have one of the better dresses. She does. It has a cool print on it that you can kind of see in the, the light. There's so oh. many awful dresses. Alex, I didn't know what you were talking about, but then it changed shots, and you're right. There's like yep. a, It's like a weird snowfall. Like It's like a subtle yeah. snowfall yeah. on her dress. And it's <laughs> a light dusting just all across. And it. it's baggy, but so is Julie's fucking dress. Her dress is yeah. fucking yeah. ill-fitting and baggy. They're all terrible. And she delivers this whole monologue to Jason Bateman where she's like, I just don't know what to do because for once I thought I was going to have someone to go to a dance with. Like, I don't even care. Like, I don't, like, like Eli. It's not like I'm in love with Eli or whatever. I just want to go on a date. I want to be, like, a person that people fucking, like, look at and think of as, like, being respectable and worthy of going to a fucking dance to. Because she knows that she lives in a universe where everyone calls her a fucking freak and nobody nobody fucking treats her like like a, like a person. It's so yeah. sad. Yeah. And Jason Bateman does not think to himself... I will take this girl on a date. He doesn't think that. We're we're led to believe that he does. Because yes. he does lay it on thick. He says, he lies to her. Because she says, look, I know that you're going to tell me the truth because everyone at school says you don't care about anyone's feelings. <laughs> so I know I'll get it straight from you. Like, that's a quote from I know her. You, I know you're <laughs> Hannibal like, Lecter and I'm Clarice. <laughs> so please, Listen, Mr. Lecter. Jason. Uh, you're so a noted says, sociopath. 
Yeah, he says, well, you know what? My sister needed to do this for something, and, and like, look, Eli really wanted to go. And for the first time, when I when I asked him to please, as a as a as a long lifetime friend, take my sister to the prom, for the first time in his life, he said no, and he put up a big fight, uh, female seepage. But he just, uh, in the end, friendship won. So that's the way it is. <sighs> and then she, then she lays on thick about that, and we're we're led to believe that um, because he stops her from leaving, he's like, okay, look. And we don't hear what he says, but we're the scene then changes to the prom and the music that goes into the prom. I don't. The, the music at the beginning is kind of strange. It kind of hits like a strange, like, like it could be in a video game, but could also. <laughs> You're not be wrong. Like, I'm listening to it right now. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, it's it's clinically the, insane. The intro music, the one for the the one for the prom is even worse. It feels like I'm stepping into what the '80s feels should be video game music <laughs> for a TV. I mean, it's well done for what it is, but it's it's strange. Maybe this is all a simulation. Maybe this is all just a video game. Um, uh, <laughs> when we see when we cut to this dance, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the, apparently the the theme for the harvest ball is an enchanted evening like okay and there's a palm tree on the poster and it's like what are this is the stupidest this is like such a non-dance like they barely they barely sketched this out and how it was gonna work um but yeah the fashions on display um going from right to left in this Oof. establishing shot we see woman in a fairy tale purple princess dress. <laughs> We see we see the girl in the crazy pink dress that has like almost 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 like spaghetti strap like suspender ruffles. Yeah. There yeah. and then of course it looks Jesus. like Hawaiian lace. Oh, that's yes. exactly what it looks like. The purple oh, the purple so princess bad. like middle middle ages dress is nuts. I can't get over how there are two teenage black couples paired together in the same shot. It's like we get it. Like most of these shows would only have one black couple at the most, but like when it's two black couples, I get really fucking annoyed because I'm just like, we get it. In the '80s, you only were able to dance with someone of your own race. We get it, TV. <laughs> um, Jonathan, yeah. that purple dress I think is the dress the villain in Tangled wears. Like yeah. I, I think it is verbatim purple with that. Like it's weird. I, that it's that close. And and the pink Hawaiian lay dress is like crunchy looking. Ugh, and and the boy so that she is dancing with, what is the choice that this actor boy is making? He keeps donning <laughs> his <laughs> Don't look at the camera. Don't look at the camera. Don't look at the camera is the choice he's making. I guess that's what's happening because it almost seems like he's pulling a teenage boy thing of like, I can't believe it. I can't look. Guys, do you see I'm dancing with a girl? <laughs> But yeah, I think he's just a really nervous young actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they're, they're supposed to all be taking like sneaky glances at Eli and Julie who are dancing oh, together. Like, yeah. Kind of away from everyone else, like in the middle of the room, which is weird. But and he, but even then, it's <laughs> it doesn't come off that way. It seems yeah. more like he's just a nervous. Don't look at the kid. Well, they're going to a school thing. of like 30 people, I have to assume, because this room is very small. He does take her very far away from the rest of the dancers so he can dip her. And she gets really infuriated about that. Um, the older students that talk to them, are these oh, supposed yeah. to be the juniors and seniors? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, the 35-year-old juniors and seniors. I mean, we make this joke all the time, but I swear to God, the woman who walks into the shot wearing a... She's wearing a negligee. She's wearing, like, a nighty <laughs> yes. with sleeves. A nighty with sleeves. <laughs> she is easily 27 years old. 
if she's a day. Definitely. And she's just like, oh, hi, Julie. Hmm, looks like you're having fun with that fat fuck. You would, oh, how embarrassing for you. And then this guy walks in who's like equally as old, if not more so. Oh, and also an ensemble member from West Side Story. <laughs> This this Cheetah Rivera in a red dress just shows up wearing like a Jerry Curl wig. I was going to say Annette Finicello. That's also fair. <laughs> and the guy is like a creepy Aryan Nazi. Like, I don't know where they yeah. got this guy with his like crazy Trump wig. He looks, no, he looks like uh, the guy um, from the room. Uh, the uh, Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, hey, Mark. The guy that's um, yeah. the guy that's having sex with his girlfriend at, at their place for some reason. Unexplainable. Oh yeah, Mark. <laughs> Greg Sestero? No, no, not him. Oh, the, uh, the oh no, the really shitty actor. Yeah, the, that's like having sex with his girlfriend. The goofy guy. And yeah, that's that's <laughs> out of the movie at some point. I mysteriously. I don't see that connection, but I'm I'm amused by the very idea of that character. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're all just making fun of Julie, and I almost want to raise my hand and go, "How do you even know who Julie is? You're like so much older than her." <laughs> Like, why would they even know who this girl is? But they all know who Eli is. They all know that Eli is, like, the most disgusting person on the planet. It would be one thing if they wrote the character as a pervert. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at least, yeah, at least make him... But the thing is, make him a he's gotta be the nice guy to, to make uh, Jason Bateman look like a human. But, like, why couldn't the show... I, I'm playing, like, show doctor here, but it would make more sense if they were both schemers. <laughs> Like, if they were both, yeah. like, kind of creepy weirdos who, like, pulled shit on everybody. And then at least you could be like, oh, okay, that makes sense that she would never want to go out with this guy. Because he's fucking, he is. He's like a fucking creep. But yeah. uh, Eli is just dumb. He's just a mouth-breathing dumb-dumb. <laughs> There's a scene yeah. in an episode after this where Jason Bateman has to talk to, a, he tries to ask a girl who's, let's say out of his league, like a very attractive woman on a date, and Eli's there, uh-huh. and Eli's off camera for a minute, and he's talking to this woman, he's like, hey, you know, we should go out on a date. And at one point, they all look at Eli, and Eli literally has pizza shoved in his face, and he just kind of shrugs at them. Like, it's just there, like, it looks like he shoved an entire piece of pizza, and he's biting on the crust. Like, it's outside, like, it's just brimming from his mouth, he just kind of shrugs, like, I don't know, you left me alone for two minutes. This is what happens. God, I don't like my thoughts. Like, my thoughts are sharp and flinty and dark. I can't deal with them. I need to eat. <laughs> I didn't have a plate. I decided to put it in my mouth. I'm sorry. Like it's so weird. Uh, man. And I, and the other thing is like you know his parents like stole all the his fucking acting money he made from this show. Like that that dude um d- did not get the therapy he needed and is like oh, no. fucked. So there's a shot this this is the moment where Julie walks in with Norman. And the, the, the kids who have gathered around to watch this entrance, we've got purple tangled princess villain. We've got her in the center. Oof. She's the only one talking, I think. I think maybe the girl in the blue dress, the blue- The awful blue. Oh, it's so bad. Blue the blue, it's like ocean blue. It's like bad 80s ocean blue. Then there's, behind them there is like, I think a kid who might be Hispanic, but he's got an enormous bouffant, like crazy haircut. And then I think there's me. I think, I think it just might be me. Like there's a child who looks like he's about 11 years old, but he's in high school. So that makes sense. Um, I think it's just me. <laughs> with you, with Ty um, stumped into pants. Yep. Firmly into pants. It's not going anywhere. Thank you for pointing that out. Cause I didn't really uh, notice that. I think oh, I would yeah. have been a little bit smarter than that. 
Um, I couldn't tell if I thought I looked like that kid or the kid who couldn't stop looking at the camera. <laughs> Oi, that kid. Uh, nothing will beat the Swamp Thing woman who got scared by the camera and had to, like, duck out of the shot. <laughs> Nothing's better than that. That was the best. I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. Oh, you're still looking at me? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma, that's you in the TV show. Shut up, I can't believe we're watching this. I'm so mortified. <laughs> Why did they make me oh. be an actor? I didn't want to be an actor. <laughs> Falco. <laughs> <laughs> now, best. when Julie so, walks in, I'm getting a better look at this dress. It is a crazy dress because it looks like it, it looks like a shirt that's like over a dress skirt. It looks like someone yeah. like cut a dress for her like at a sewing machine, and that really bums me out. <laughs> it's not a great dress. It's it's not. But who does she? Oh, because the pur- I think the purple princess girl goes. Oh my God, Julie has a date, and he's cute. What? It's it's not Julie. It's it's, the, it's not the sister. Is it no? Yes. Yeah, not Julie. The uh, oh um yeah, whatever this girl's name is. This this wildebeest character that's supposed to be so ugly. Um, wildebeest. Well, I, I think I called her Beth earlier, so we'll just assume the character's name is Beth. So they're like, oh, Beth has a date and he's cute. I'm like, that's a grown man. Yeah, that's that's yeah. You're that's not okay. you're 14 years old. Why are you looking at Norman and thinking, God damn, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe uh, I can't believe Beth is being taken advantage of by a creepy old guy. Oh, awesome. Uh, Wouldn't it be hot if like he was her awesome. uncle? <laughs> like it just comes off <laughs> so cruel. Like what are your, like what are what are your issues at home? If you're thinking to yourself like god, I wish I could go out with a man like that. <laughs> Instead I'm going That's out so with John Pernasek. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm sure he's gay. Who's, <laughs> who's 15 years older than me. Yeah. Good. That's a real man. Then I would have landed a real man. I, no, I think, that's a pedophile. I think my date is gay. Why do you think that? Because he told me. And that's the end of it, because Jason Bateman is just sort of like, have fun, you fuck. I told you you owed me a favor, and now you're going to have to fuck this child. <laughs> what do they expect out of these? Like, what does... What does Eli expect out of his date with Julie? Nothing. I, mean, I don't know. They're just going to dance, right? Eli's so stupid what that does he, any of this mean he, in anything. He thinks like he thinks she's having a good time, I think. I think he thinks he's going to like get a fucking kiss or like a grope. <laughs> I don't know what he thinks. He's a, he, Which is weird and strange. He's an imbecile. He's a fucking imbecile. I got to yeah, watch this. this is, epi- what's the episode where he eats pizza? <laughs> It's, I think it's the next episode. Like, there's a new girl at school, and Jason Bateman is like, dude, I'm going to ask that girl out. So is it episode he, he, four, he, Night Work? Yes, okay. because it because we find out that um, Norman has taken on a night job, oh. and Jason Bateman needs to find out what it is, but then he asks this girl out, and let's just say their paths cross, and oh, Jason man. Bateman gets a little bit of what he deserves. Let's just say that. I think, but there's some, yeah. I think if I broke my leg, I would watch this whole thing. <laughs> There's only 18 episodes. I, I think I might want to watch all of it because it's so strange. Like, there's just weird stuff happening through all of them that I that's almost like not quite to the level of Belvedere, but in, entrancing in a way. There's no way that this show doesn't get straight up homophobic. N- no way. Well, no way. Here's some here's some other strange things that happen with the show. So apparently, like on episode 14, which is called Caught in the Act. Um <laughs> Their mother becomes, like, awake. Like, she's basically suddenly just, like, smarter. And she's like, oh, wait, Matthew, you've been scheming, like, this entire time. 
And the whole episode is around him getting caught doing something, and then he has to stop. And apparently the last four episodes of the show aren't like the rest of the episodes. Like, they're not about him scheming. What? It takes on, like, a whole new premise in the last four episodes. <gasps> of its, of the only season, right? Like, it got canceled? Yes, so I don't I don't know if those last, like, maybe they didn't like the idea and the last four episodes were supposed to be, like, a backdoor pilot you, to what the show could be evolving. You can't into. change the premise of your show 14 episodes in? <laughs> Whoa. That's Guys, nuts. I can't wait to find out what happens because I, I have to at least watch 14 and 15 just to see what, what changes. Oh my god, I can't believe they like they heightened the intelligence of the mom just so they could be like, no, we're, we're, no, we're shutting this whole thing down. That's nuts. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I have to figure it out. Eli goes on a diet. He's like, stop fucking pissing me off all the time. You've said some really horrible things to me, best friend. I'm, not, I'm going on a diet and you're going to treat me like a person. <laughs> So, yeah, so Nightwork is a good one. Pajama Party is a good one. That's the fifth one. And after that, I haven't seen it yet. There is an episode called Dad and Me, which I think might have some potential. Yeah, what? Um, there's a Christmas show. Yeah, Dad and Me yes. is clearly Norman pretending to be Jason Bateman's dad for the purposes of some, uh, like, scheme or something. Why didn't you go back to episode one? Well, I was just watching them in order, like three, then four, oh. and then five. Oh. I already know what happens in the pilot. I... From this point, I've established, I, I know what happens before. I mean, I'll go back maybe and watch it, but Brad, episode nine is Top Dog. So if we ever do nine, episode nines, if the theme is nine, okay, we're going to go back and watch Top Dog. If, it's, if, the, if the idea is dogs, we're going to go back and watch sure. Top Dog. There's a Christmas episode, of course, we're going to try to hit that up on uh, Christmas in July, maybe. But <laughs> 15, the episode after everything changes, is called Eli's Song. Nope. So that's, I don't Oof. think that's going to work out. A woman is just a woman. What? Stop it. <laughs> the experts in the last episode is goodbye, farewell, amen. Oh, they must have known they were getting canceled then. Weird. But it's not him scheming. Like, what's the premise? It's probably just even more boring. It's honestly, it's probably um, just more dull. Wait a minute. Let me read Let me read the synopsis of the final episode. Classic whodunit. When someone sabotages Julie at the school's year yearly cheerleading auditions, Matt and Eli play detective as they test theories, interrogating Julie's so-called friends and rivals. <laughs> Holy fuck, I gotta watch that episode. That sounds like, like a goodie. That is fucking awesome. <laughs> so does it come into like a whodunit? I wonder if, I w- I'd like to think that after 14, they just try different shows out every episode. <laughs> a whodunit? Can, I gotta see that. Can we talk about can we talk about this? The Wikipedia makes an entire section for the Dregs of Humanity episode. And it says, a notable episode was a two-parter entitled The Dregs of Humanity. In the first half of the episode, Eli loses the school's money that had been trusted to Matt for hiring a band for a school dance. And then it goes on to, like, continue talking about the entire plot of the episode. And then it says the second installment of the two-part episode was scheduled to air the following week, but was preempted by a speech by then-President Reagan. And then it just explains what the the second part was about. Why is the Wikipedia... Th- th- this is not necessary, Wikipedia. Get rid of this. I, I guess it would be interesting in the flow of the show, because back then, like, waiting two weeks to see what happened next? I mean, who's got... I, now we have Netflix. Now we have YouTube. We can see whatever we want whenever we want. It does say on Wikipedia, I, for the last four episodes, the show's original premise was completely ignored. Gotta find out what happened. I mean, is Norman in the show? Is he dating the mom? Did they get rid of that? Like, give me a break. <laughs> the show should, the show should have been called Give Me a Break. <laughs> give me a break. That would have been the second season. Guys, who won and who lost this episode? Uh, Julie. Uh, Julie lost. Yeah. Obviously, Matt won. 
Yeah. Done. Oh yeah, Done. Matt got everything he wanted. Everything. And more. And more. <laughs> Where was his date? Oh, he's he's got his arm around like a girl in pink. Yeah. So yeah. fine. He's he got mentions his her name date. at some point, but he doesn't know her name. He doesn't care. <laughs> Best dressed, worst dressed. Oh fuck. I would say just off the top of my head, worst dress may be Hawaiian Lay's pink dress. But then again, Matt's date also has a hideous outfit on. Uh, and let's not forget that weird thing that Julie was wearing with the stripes and the belt. Uh, True, I, that's an everyday outfit. I, I'm more inter- interested in giving it to a dance outfit for for worst. Uh, the junior or senior that's wearing the negligee with the sleeves is pretty nuts. Um, um, I, I think Hawaiian's I, worse than the the weird negligee one. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. The negligee one, it's a negligee. But it also hits like an 80s fashion that I think out of all the dresses kind of succeeds in a weird way. Yeah. And it's because she's an older woman. It's because she's 27 years old and wearing a dress that a 27-year-old would wear. The other people are just, yeah, they're playing dress up. And that one kid with a tie in his pants. I don't know where to place him, but I'd love to see him get an honorable mention of some note. Um... But I don't, I don't think Julie's outfit earlier in the episode should be counted too bad because we've seen Heather wear that same thing in Mr. Belvedere many times. That's it's true. not as egregious, but it's still so similar that I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, would, uh, I also wait. think, I was going to say, I also think all of these medieval dresses, like the tangled Ugh. Venom evil, like enemy, that dress is just weird. Like it's so out of place. Yeah. What? What? What would even come close to be considered best dressed in this episode? Well, I'm sorry. What did we wind up choosing for worst dressed? I thought we settled on the Hawaiian. Oh, okay. Yes. Fair. Um, best dressed. I don't know. Norman's looking kind of dapper at the dance. <laughs> <laughs> dapper Norman. Uh, I don't know. It's all bad. I mean, Norman's Norman for the most part throughout this episode is wearing bad outfits. Um, Julie's never really wearing anything great. I will say this. Norman's outfits fit him. Yeah. Um, his his shirts are typical of the time. He's got his roll up sleeves. He's got nice plaid shirts. He's got nice pants. I mean, he looks together. Yeah. And for the most part, Jason Bateman kind of looks together, except for the, mm. the maybe the Henley, the Henley <laughs> that Eli wears. I hate to do that to Eli, but that's a weird shirt. Or we're talking about best dressed. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm still <laughs> thinking about horrible outfits. <laughs> no, get your mind out of the gutter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Away from seepage, best outfits. I. I'm... What about mom? Is mom a candidate for best dressed with the red sort of cut off sleeve sweater? It's kind of like fun and kicky. I don't know. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, there's not much there. Um, I. I don't know. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad, but I, yeah, I think I think Norman at the dance is probably. I mean, it's a standard suit, but you know, nothing wrong with a suit. Nothing wrong with is a it... suit. Is it better than the Aryan guy? It's better. I'm not giving guy, it to the Aryan guy. Nope. <laughs> I'm, the only reason I say this is because it's, it's all slate kind of black with a white shirt and a blue tie. Like, it looks pretty on point. And granted, he's kind of giving us his hip. He's giving us his side. So I don't know what the front looks like. But I'd say it's between him and Norman. And because Norman is Norman and not the Aryan guy, I would also give it to Norman. Done and done. I think. Done and done. 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 Oh, guys. And gentlemen. I know. I know. I was going to. Oh, I'm sorry. Guys, I know you got a lot uh, to consider as you keep moving through Jason Bateman month with a little asterisk on the end because it's not as uh, shiny as an idea as it was in the beginning. 
Uh, I know that the original plan was to keep moving forward, but he really made his mark in Silver Spoons, and that is a pretty seminal 80s sitcom. So you might want to consider that. Um, You might want to consider Little House on the Prairie because he did 21 episodes of that. Um, So yeah, there's lots, lots to consider. Indeed. Sweet. We will consider it. Thank you, Jonathan. Brad, always a pleasure. Guys, thank you for listening to Ramjack. It's been a fun episode. Um, get at us. We got a website, ramjackpodcast.com. There's all kinds of ways you can contact with us in the show. Jonathan, how do people get in contact with you? You can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is J-O-N-P-E-R-N-I-S-E-K. You can follow my podcast's Twitter profile. That's at the trailers pod. The podcast is at the trailers. It is a podcast in which my friend Brandon and I watch, rate, and discuss movie trailers uh we are moving ever forward so please get on board now and if you like the show uh go on to the itunes store and leave us a five-star review nothing less and uh friends uh, one last important piece of advice um
never easy again, no. 